All right. Episode 19. It's episode 19 with Richard and Jason, Fire in a Hole. Today's guest. We have Eric Porosky. Yes. He's uh, a level designer, but many, much, much more at Ubisoft and an all-around video game uh, expert and knowledgeable man who's given us kind of a, kind of a guided tour, you, you could say. Yeah, we spoke a little bit about uh, video games, uh, nostalgia, what's coming down the pipe. Yep. Very cool stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, it almost got philosophical uh, at some points, I feel. Yeah, I, I think we could probably do a whole other podcast on just the future of tech and what implications of that. Yeah, yeah. So if you're interested in video games, how they're made, uh, just the whole conceptual idea behind them and just what it's done to, what kind of effect it has on people and our relationship to it, uh, I think this is a pretty good episode. Agreed. So, at 19, check it out. Fire in the hole. Fire in the hole. The computer. An extension of the human intellect. The NCOM 511. Center of the most calculating intelligence on Earth. Programmed by Master Control to survive by all means. Soon, the ultimate tool become the ultimate enemy. Fire in a hole. Fire in a hole to you, sir. Richard. Jason. Who do we have with us today? We have Eric Porosky. Mm-hmm. That's right. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. Nice. Eric Porosky. Eric Porosky. Of the East Side Porosky. No. <laughs> That's right. Welcome. Welcome to the show, Thank man. You. Thank you. It's Good been uh, it's been a while, man. We've been trying to at least I've been as I said I've been pestering Richard to uh, to nail you down. But I understand you're a busy man, so I, I do appreciate you joining us. Yeah, my schedule is pretty pretty tight, but I don't know. I just I just do so much stuff that it's not really that important, but I just do so much stuff that it's hard to nail me down. Okay. Even my dad, I, I don't see my dad that often, so that's cool. Yeah, even my dad is tough to give. Wait, I mean that's not cool, but I, I guess <laughs> I always come back yeah, to that yeah. uh, saying by uh, who is it? Bertrand Russell who was one of my favorite philosophers, even though he was a mathematician. But he has these great quotes like, uh, "I'd never die for any country or cause because I could be wrong." Um, or the other one is the first sign of insanity is when you think that your work is really important. <laughs> right? Uh, like, uh, I gotta get to this because otherwise, otherwise right. what? I'm, I'm a little guilty of that one sometimes, I guess. I think yeah. we all are. Yeah, yeah. But uh, certainly we know that you are a uh, hardworking guy, a talented guy, and another married guy. Yeah. Yeah. Recently married. We have Very recently. Uh, this, young. this should be a show where we just we hunt down the last married people. <laughs> Happily so. Yeah. Uh, but it's recent, so congratulations. Yes. Yeah, congrats, man. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that's, uh, that's in October. Big... October 10th. That's my birthday. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. It's written in the ring, so I can't forget it. <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> that's smart. <laughs> so you have my birthday that. on your... I feel like we're married now. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Can I, can I just get a little bit of something? <laughs> can I get a name? Um, just a little yeah. And of course, we know you're a lovely lady, a uh, good friend of ours. Dominique, um, yes. And uh, she's, uh, she's a hell of a lady. Would love to have her on it at some point as well. That's definitely going to happen. 
Uh, that's been one of our missions, kind of uh, going into our first official year of broadcasting, uh, if you want to call it that, is, um, you know, to get it a little bit more representative, but not from a political standpoint, just because, you know, nobody likes a sausage fest, you know. <laughs> and Fire in a Hole has been a bit of a sausage fest so far. Yes. Um, but uh, we definitely, I mean, last last time we had uh, a female guest, or we had our fir- the first lady of... The first lady of Fire in the Hole, Fire in the Hole did Serena. The, did the rating spike? Immediately. Yeah, yeah immediately. absolutely. Mm. And I feel like uh, we have only to get... I mean, then again, we started out really strong. I mean, Serena is one of the finest individuals, period, that we know, right? That was a really good episode. So the she point is you up. have huge shoes to fill. No, <laughs> <laughs> no but uh, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, so I guess without wanting to sort of box you in uh, uh, and say that you are this thing uh i always feel awkward saying to people uh what what do you do i that's what i do i, I ask people what do you what are what you I into yeah. or if i want to talk about their passions i'll say like well so what are you interested in right okay. i pick those questions very carefully um because uh, i feel like it's an insult to make a person whatever job they are doing right so you're a bus driver, you know, yeah. or whatever. And yeah. they're like, no, you're a person. He could be a violinist on the weekend or something like right. that. And that's a bigger yeah. deal to him than driving a bus. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And if he's really, really hype about driving buses, he'll be like, no, man, motherfucking buses, <laughs> man. Buses. <laughs> bus, bus, bus. Bitch, I'm a bus. That's what I'm about, you know? Yeah. And then that's cool. So uh, you are in the com- computer video game, not just computer, but just video game world, yes. but in a massive, massive way. Yep. Is that correct? Yeah. I work at Ubisoft. I've been there for... Uh, like nine years and a half almost getting to 10 I think next year is gonna be 10 or something wow and okay. uh, yeah so it's I, I mean I can say that I'm in the video game industry but I've been at Ubisoft for my whole career so you know some people have gone from studio to studio and you know I'm a, I guess I'm a one a one uh, one studio man yeah one studio man <laughs> for now yeah. it's a bit of a rarity I mean I, I have been acquainted with a few <clears throat> video game um uh, people people in developers I guess developers, developers testers from yeah. all actually I've, I've met people from all backgrounds and even in your family right Richard yeah uh, you've had people in that field friends and stuff so and we had some guests recently who do the motion capture yes yeah that's it's okay. funny yeah, yeah. it's Mo-cap funny guys, yeah, yeah. I've been to the studio once. I, I saw that. Cool. Is it in that in the actual building where you no, work? No, it's it's because it's a lot of space and there's sure. the the camera setup and everything is really intricate. So it's it's more in the uh, in the east end. Okay. It's not it's not at the it's it's more the location. Stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I completely didn't even connect on the yeah. fact that we this show follows uh, two mocap guys. Uh, one of which Sean Bechu, who's all over the Assassin's Creed games. Okay. Since like pretty much the first oh, or yeah? second, I'm, I probably met him before then. Very, very uh, likely. And you've like you've probably killed him many times. Several. Ah, uh, his face times. is in the game. His as face well? is in the yes. game. Yeah. I think he's one of the only people to ever have his face. Uh, Father Maffei, I think he was in Assassin's Creed Two. He's like a monk. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's a, in Assassin's Creed Two. There's a few people. Yeah, it was like the the the. The moment where people got their face in right but then they realize they have to sort of pay them and so, so yeah it started to get dicey yeah <laughs> and more about that in a second but okay so you're you're a faithful one yeah. one studio guy this is good news for dominic right <laughs> just established your your a pattern of, of uh, faithfulness yeah, commitment yeah, it's true yeah, yeah. i like it yeah. and don't think for a second that didn't factor it <laughs> uh so okay so you're a guy who has a career with a uh, a single company, which is also kind of a complete rarity these days, right? Yes, I guess, yeah. It's an anomaly. Uh, usually people jump around and try to get, you know, better deals somewhere else, which is a, a tactic. I mean, if you 
if you leave one company, you probably get a raise at the next one. And then if you even come back to the company that you were at, you probably get a raise again. So it's a, you know, it's part of the game. I don't know, no, you know, I might sound bitter or something, but I don't, it's, you know, that's, so how, it is. that's how it is. But I just never, I never considered to me, I, you know, I don't know. Well, I mean, there's too much, too much paperwork and stuff. I don't care. It is, first of all, a pain <laughs> in the ass. This is why I never had multiple girlfriends at the same time. <laughs> You know, a guy's like, yeah, man, you know, you got one over here, whatever. I'm like, yeah, dude, no. you, that's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. it's, got it's also wrong, <laughs> by the way, because they don't know about each other. Yeah. But plus, that's a lot of goddamn work. And then yeah. you hear about these guys who have, like, families in different cities, and they have, like, franchise yeah, families. Yeah, I've yet to meet somebody who really does that, but that sounds crazy to me. Like, a yeah. whole second family somewhere else. Like, how do you even juggle Apparently, that? Apparently, uh, really diplomats, a lot of diplomats get into that. Yeah, too, I guess your job sense. has to start pulling you to different countries and stuff, and then it, you know, might become easier, but it, sure. I don't know. But to the point of actually nonsense. establishing a whole household and then another one, somewhere, like a franchise. Yeah, you have two houses. It's crazy. Two, two, it's too many headaches. Nah. So it's everything, changing rings and, you know, the amount of preparation. Yeah. I get to be like a spy. Yeah, essentially, yeah. You yeah. must screw up the kids' names occasionally, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, you probably hey, call them hate or like, hey, or kiddo. Na- it's all kiddo. <laughs> <laughs> kiddo. That's true. You've put some thought into this. Or you, you name them all the same. George. Like, give them the same name. Like yeah. George Foreman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that. that's it. Yeah. All five, even the girls, I think, in his, in his are named George. I, I think oh, yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, then again, he is it's a, a boxer. kind of crazy. Uh, Brain damage. He knew that where he was headed <laughs> after a certain age, yeah. the, the top tough. side would fail. But I mean, even in your in your field, the video games, it is kind of like even if you're working for a company and correct me if i'm wrong it is very freelancer style because it's project based right yeah uh, most companies at the end of a project they're sort of a you know they kind of clear house because they can't keep all the staff however many they hired to finish the project and so there is sort of a, a, a rolling in different studios but at ubisoft they they keep their people just so that they don't have to rehire them like you know in, in four months and they do multiple projects going at the same time we're all small businesses within ubisoft that's interesting so yeah. you know it's they, they keep people around because there's another business that needs, you know, to staff up or to ramp up for their next uh, shift That's date. pretty cool. I guess maybe after, I mean, this is a still a very young business, right? The, yeah, the it's our 30th year, actually, this year. 3-0? yeah. Wow. For Ubisoft itself. So they made, you know, they made like Playmobil games and, you know, small racing games, and then they just ramped up. Uh, Splinter okay. Cell Splinter Cell 1 was their, their big that hit. That was their big. That, that, made, that made a lot of I remember what a big waves. deal it was. Yeah. I remember it's the first time I saw a bunch of things. Uh, um, I think. I mean, the Rayman games were popular before that. Sure. That was sort of like their 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 brand or their, their like logo. But then the Splinter Cell thing really skyrocketed to like a new. Uh, but now that I think about it, it affected gaming. Period. Yeah, yeah, it changed a lot of things. Yeah, like it was really like a big deal. Everything they did a like good from job. The yeah. Sneaking. Mm. I think it was the first game. Yeah, the stealth. Uh, well, that was like so well done, you know, with the AI and like the the light and the shadows yeah, the, and the dust you know, particle, yeah, uh, dust particles, all the gadgets uh, and all that stuff. It, it was yeah, there was a lot of also getting points for not killing all your uh, yeah. enemies. That's, yeah. That was kind of a first. Yeah. And then like you had the night goggles and all that. I yeah, forget they, it was. A yeah, big it was the, the three the three green dots there. It was yeah. It was like the you know with the that little was the thing for a while. yeah yeah that was kind of a signature <laughs> yeah. thing. That was huge. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. I, I think Metal, Metal Gear Solid I think came out before and so they sort of set the tone I think for the espionage you know kind of high end thing and then they just you know kind of took it to the next level and yeah. pushed, kept pushing it. Michael then, Ironside. That I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah. I, I was a Michael Ironside fan so yeah. 
that voice was like it was that was actually maybe one of the first star voice castings wasn't it yeah probably yeah it was the first time really you're like shit yeah. it's the guy the from all those yeah. movies <laughs> yeah. he's he's doing the he's the guy from total recall yeah. or whatever yeah cool so what 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 do you do you're a, a level I, I essentially am a level designer. A level so designer. like the really, I guess, basic job that pretty much I would do elsewhere in another studio. I would probably wouldn't be called a mission designer, but I'd be called a level designer. It's, uh, you know, you do the environment, uh, you do the, the placement of the guards, you do the, the placement of the ingredients that the player can use. Like if there's a jump here, if there's a box here, why is that box there? Well, the level designer puts some thought into it. Like, okay, it needs a box here so you can hide. There's a patrol coming and all that stuff. At, for what I do in mission design, it's a little bit more involved. We sort of have a, a bigger view of the whole project. So we start in the conception, we do the story uh, with the directors and you know all the, the higher ups, I guess you could say. And uh, so we, co- we coordinate the other departments to give us all the assets that we need. So if I, if I could do an analogy, which I always have you know a bunch of them, but it's kind of like doing a Christmas tree. Okay. We're the guy standing at the tree asking for ornaments, lights, the stuff and then we put it in there as we think it should be and then there's like a bunch of dudes on couches that are like that ornament it could move a little bit like i like it but you can move it. and those are the directors and so i don't have the final say on everything obviously i'm not you know the, the creative a very director. festive metaphor but yeah well we just finished christmas <laughs> could so yeah could, so, could yeah. we have had a little bit more something a little bit more you know like it's like a it's like a seal team yeah, <laughs> yeah you could but, but no actually that's that just gets really complicated then you start adding helicopters and then they you know this team's coming it's right too much but i mean it's it's funny because like comedy for instance which even though it's existed for a lot longer than people realize in terms of a, a genre, uh, it still has difficulty getting credibility and like awards and acknowledgement as an art form. Yeah, it's tough. I Being a comedian is... It's tougher than anything. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And I think, uh, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but is it possible that video games still exists in this kind of limbo, in this mainstream consciousness as not serious, even though it's become... I think yeah, I think super sophisticated. I think it's just you don't like when you look at a comedian when he everything's going well and there's jokes. You're like, oh, that was you know that was too hard. It looked super easy. He just yeah. said a bunch of stories and they were funny. And you don't really think about the delivery, the timing, the things that he actually like the actually words that he's using. And so when and a video years game of is, work, years yeah, of and of like of hon- exactly. Sometimes you have stories of guys coming into a club and they they get like Louis C.K. Like what's he wasn't announced and he's just there to like you know run his stuff and try some try, try some things. And so for video games, I think. When a video game is really bad, it's easy to say, oh, this is like no fun, it's no good. But when it goes well, you're like, ah, oh, it's so, it flows so well. And you can't really pinpoint exactly what it is. So, and to get there, it's, you know, a huge team or somebody, there's a lot of trial and error. And, you know, you never get to see that. You just get the final product, however good it is. Right. So there is, I guess, a bit of a, you don't really know how they're made. Like, you don't. Because yeah, you, I guess unless the- you've made them, you, you just don't. Like, I don't, I can't, I can't say that I know exactly what our programmers do exactly like i don't i don't personally code i use the tools that they give us and like it's more of a it's more of a i guess a a a setting in in the real world like i work with actual props and you know i put a light here or like an enemy there it's more tangible right but i don't write the code that makes the ai forklift but you didn't build you didn't design the forklift right but you're putting things in place maybe so it's that's a good we're we're killing it there's tons of analogies that you can do for video (laughs) game but But yes for anything what i'm saying is like um maybe 20 years ago Right. If you said, Dad, Mom, I'm going to go work in a video game studio, they're like, oh, no, we failed. 
Yeah, my, my my dad when I played like I played a lot of video games when I was a kid. You know, I don't know, obviously, but it does not have a history he, as a serious he, thing. He was like, "This is a waste of time," and now he's like, "Yeah, I can't believe you're <laughs> making these for a living." Right. He really didn't. He didn't believe that it would ever pan out to anything right. legit. And I like I wasn't I wasn't super like hyped to become a, a developer. Like I I did I was you know I played them. I never really thought about how they were really made and how much effort it took or you know what the specific jobs were. So yeah, I just I I got a testing job at Ubisoft, and then I sort of you know got in there and learned the ropes. And then I, I did a one year uh, quick program. I applied via Ubisoft because it was something that they were starting up. And then we had a small like thirty thirty person um, class, and uh, for one year we got like an express course because they needed level designers because nobody knows there was no such what thing. a level like nobody aspires to be like I want to be a level designer, but it's the stuff that it's the guy that makes the map, the guy that puts the the things in places and. You know, you're like, oh, that's cool. And when you do it, it's like, that's cool. But you have no, you know, you don't really know. You know, you figure it's just a, a game guy that makes the yeah, game. Yeah, it used to be know? a one-man thing. In the yeah, it's like he somewhere, codes right? everything, you know. And the, and the maps before were just not really maps. It was just like a, a game space. And you shot, you know, lasers at bricks that were coming at you or something, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, with the 3D space, and it, it starts to need like a bit more than just programmers. You, know? you need artists. So you need level designers. And Back when we were kids, like it was like Donkey Kong and stuff. Like, yeah, so like, Donkey Kong, like the map is pretty simple the ingredients work you know he throws barrels at you you got ladders and you can jump and you know that's it so then you add complexity and stuff it gets you know it gets a little crazy yeah and then come a long way and we've gotten Mm -hmm. to to all this crazy sophistication but then interestingly there is has been a huge resurgence of the return to like the source indie games you mean yeah yeah Or, or just like being fascinated with something like was it flappy bird or that type of situation where it's like people it's it's an extreme reaction to like okay here's one game where you can micromanage the blades of grass and you know like a civilization it's like an interactive movie essentially right uh, it, it's like a second life right yeah. like the game and then for some people are like Ooh, can I just throw some barrels? Well, that's the thing. It's a, it's it's a it's a entertainment. So you you can't really say that one that we all have to have like the triple A like super set piece setup and you know the explosions, the whole kit, the whole story to have fun. Like the Flappy Bird is it could be fun in the metro. You're just kind of going along, and that's what most people play. If you look, if you stand in the metro, somebody somewhere has the Candy Crush thing open For sure. or a similar version of like some kind but of puzzle thing. They that's hate just... their their girlfriend. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no, just, that, I've seen just, couples literally playing at the same time on on their yeah. each on their phone, and yeah, I was yeah. like, "Whoa!" Yeah, but so that's the thing. There's always you, you just need that sort of entertainment, and it, if it's little and you don't have to think too much about it, it's you know that that satisfies the need for a lot of people. Well, Richard, you were saying the other day that you were kind of swearing off consoles almost since you rediscovered uh, or you discovered Steam and these like in, yeah. the indie games. Mm-hmm. So what's what's that about? Uh, it's it's a lot of these like simple games. The kinds of games that I enjoy are not really so much the uh, like the first person shooter games. Like I'll do them sometimes, and I played some of the Assassin's Creed games. They're really cool. But the the games that I really enjoy are the ones where you're sitting next to a buddy on the couch and you're doing some kind of rivalry. So there's a bunch of those games on Steam, and that seems to be where most of those games are coming out now. So there's a couple on like um, on PS3, but it's kind of like, do I go to Steam or do I go to to PS4 or to Xbox? And I'm looking at the, at the games, and there's just there's nothing that I really want that much. And a lot of the stuff also comes out of computers. So I was like, if I'm going to invest, why don't I just get myself a computer, download Steam, and get a bunch of games? So I did that, and uh, now like 
I have a lot of these types of just like super fun games, but they're like they're short, but they're super fun. Yeah. So the, and that's sort of what you what you need. So you can get this the super fun that you might get with like a triple A, but it's a smaller package. It costs less, or it's just you know it's that's just it. as fun to, for you. So yeah. So that's there's it. a there's a resurgence because just because there's a, the offering, but it's always been there. People have always yeah, wanted to you're play right, those. Sure. I guess the little eight bit games and. You know, like the graphics are horrible, but the but the, the levels so are, are are fun. Like you, you can have that rivalry with whoever you're playing, and you know, not yeah. so much playing online, but like playing like local multiplayer. Yeah, co-op co- co-op has sort of fell off from the from the big studios. Yeah, but so then the, the indie stuff is picking it up because like Mario Kart was super fun. Like when you were a kid, mainly you would play a game because it was multiplayer, pretty co-op much. on your couch. Yeah, yeah. like NBA Jam, all those kind of things. They like, didn't have to fight. You would just spend. Or wait over yeah, the you, had, you had no exactly no wait. You can even play four players sometimes, which was completely nuts. And yeah, the first yeah. time I remember uh, consoles hard hard banking on that promotionally, mm. like up to four players, and people were like, oh my god, yeah. and like. Nobody, no waiting for the controller because that used to be it, right? Hmm. One controller plugged in, yeah. and you had to wait for the other guy to like die, and then it was like a some kind of Soviet lineup. <laughs> One guy could get the lame controller though. There was always a lame controller. Yeah, I remember that the bullshit <laughs> controller. Yeah. Yeah. I totally <laughs> forgotten about that. The off-brand. It's sort of not yeah. the same as the real thing. Yeah, it doesn't quite cool. work. It leans to the left. Yeah. <laughs> like if like if you just put it down, like your character just starts walking left. What are we talking about? Oh, oh, right, controllers. Oh, yeah. uh, but there's Ba-dum-tish. some. There's uh, uh, there's still a, there's a little bit of mystique or or there's something to those little pixel pixel games too though. If they're well made and like the playability, like it, like like if it's fun, it doesn't need to look amazing. It can yeah. be like. But true. do you think that has to do maybe with the fact that also we were there when those that was the deal? There's, I'm sure there's like a, there's a nostalgia. But maybe a, like a 20 year old will see it as a curiosity, but will not have the feels. Maybe. I don't know if you if you it. if you speak to most not most teenagers, but like a teenager nowadays, it's very possible that he's going to talk to you about Minecraft. Minecraft, yeah, exactly. Yes. I was about to say. Or as I call it, shitty Lego. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I like, I've literally been given my son, my six-year-old son, lip about it. Whereas usually... Oh, he plays it? He, he, like, of course. Like he loves it, right? They, it's like, uh, everything is like drugs with kids at that age. Yeah. It's all drugs. Yeah. It's what's everyone doing. Yes. It's right? like, it's it's almost to be part of the conversation is more important than what yeah, you're Yeah, you don't give a yeah. fuck what the deal is. Mm-hmm. You just, you need to be hooked into what's yeah. going on, right? Yeah, yeah, So Pokemon just went on like online uh, yeah. in his head like okay. a week ago ah. and uh, he's already doing it. And mm-hmm. now it's really funny because he's starting a chess thing. Oh, yeah. Like he found a chess set in our house huh. and I realized he's the one starting the chess Gang, uh, and he's got two little like minions so far, uh, and they're sitting there. Six year olds playing chess, by the way. That's not bad. I've never felt so proud. And that's pretty good. I was like, I don't know why chess is to me is like uh, uh, somehow beyond reproach. Oh, you know, like mm-hmm. you know, the kings back in the seven hundreds like used to play that. It's, it's pure like an old school game. Like it's, it's pure somehow. Yeah, right? yeah. It's like it, well, it's a really well made game. The rules are really clean. You can't. I mean, unless you. You can't really cheat. There's no ambiguity. Like you just go for it. And that's right. It. Pure strategy. But I just yeah. feel no like you meet a stranger on the street, man or woman, and you find out they play chess. There's a good chance they're really interesting people, or they have something to fucking say. Mm-hmm. Like chess somehow True, doesn't yeah. seem to appeal to morons. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm being hopeful here. <laughs> Don't be a moron, Miles. <laughs> but uh, honestly, I get a real kick out of it. But yeah. all right. So all this to say that, uh, you know. 
whether people, I mean, even, I, okay, I look at it in terms of my mom. Uh, the women in my life have been typically the ones who are like uh, being the most judgy of video games mm. as a like. There's a stigma. They they say that uh, yeah. they say you know I've read an article that said you get violent uh, or why are you wasting your time on that mm. or whatever and then it was like the war on drugs almost it was it was, it was in video a way, games yeah, in a way yeah. there was a war on video games for a long time mm -hmm. that right. seems to have gone away now well it went away with because it makes money. Like my girlfriend, was, yeah, well, that's, <laughs> straight up. <laughs> straight up. Money with you that called thing. it. You called it. But I mean, my uh, literally, my girlfriend was so hard on me about video games. Mm. Like she'd give me such a hard time. Not like pull it out of the wall and destroy my account or whatever, because I never game that heavily. But then when she saw how interested my my son got into it and how he was interacting with it, uh, suddenly she realized, wait, this is not just some fucking thing you do off on the side this is a thing now oh yeah you know it's influencing really? i think it's influencing a lot of things now culturally yeah for sure it's i mean it's much more common and much it's, it's actually much more respected than it used to be for sure before it was really like you wouldn't you girls would never touch video games like they would at home or something like that but they almost would not talk about it outside of, of or touch you know, men that touched video games yeah as well yeah, yeah. You're a, you were a man child yeah if you sort were of, yeah you're like kind of stuck in that it's for kids it was basically perceived as a kid's a kid's toy yeah you looked like you yeah basically they thought you all all looked like testers oh yeah for sure i mean there's like a, that the, the, you didn't the, even flinch when i said that no, no, no. <laughs> it's a very diverse group though when you when i look at you know the parties at ubisoft when we you know the christmas party or something you look yeah. around it's it's i mean it's it's not that diverse but it's quite you get the whole the whole shebang everybody looks you know some kind of different it's really uh you can't i mean it may be kind of a catch-all thing too like yeah. a call center right yeah we worked in call centers it tends to have that same feel mm. where you'll get everything yeah. from yeah. the guy with the you know facial implants to like a little indian man with a briefcase yeah like, <laughs> yes that, that's right that's right <laughs> 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 to you know the morbidly obese guy to the the post-op mid-op guy yeah, to yeah. The, the gym the gym dude who's like super jacked you're like what are yeah, you doing here? super gym yeah, dude yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, albino <laughs> the whole kid yeah exactly that's yeah. cool man yeah. so uh apart from this the timing being right when you took this special concentration yeah, thing the one to, year program there yeah. to get into level like what was it about level designing that even interested you like what was why well, that as opposed to anything else I don't know. I played a lot of um, of shooters, like Unreal Tournament, for example. And the main, I mean, it's a shooter, so you basically shoot the ingredients or guns and stuff. But most of the, um, I guess, what really captured my imagination, which is the key for any kind of entertainment, I don't, for me, that's what I think it is, it was the the map layout. Like the map layout matters a lot. It, it basically dictates like how you're gonna play. What are the choke points? Oh, right, when you right, rush, right. when you rush right off the beginning, where's that first encounter gonna be? And it's often at the same place. That's not a coincidence. So all that kind of stuff. That sort of it's it's a little bit of psychology, it's a little bit of architecture, yeah. um, a little bit of pacing, and then you, and even like you know composition, and even it has to look nice. It can't just be a bunch of boxes and whatnot. So that part really intrigued me, and I had to do a demo, like a little something to to get it, like a to get into the to the pro, to the project to, to the program, and I did a map in, in Unreal, and it was something that I had planned like in my head, and I just executed it. And it was for me, it felt really easy, and you know it was. 
it was you know good enough so i was like okay let's it just put sense something yeah somehow. and it, even in the in the um, we had an audition and like you had to do an interview you had to do a test you had to do your your portfolio and the test was like a level design test they're like okay draw me like a room and like a scenario or something like that and it just it just felt really easy and like i've always i don't know like when i play with gi joes you always do scenarios and there's a story and you know that's you, a good point, you yeah. do different you know you do go into a cave you imagine these locations and stuff and it, that's essentially what we what we do in a way like when you have a storyline you're like okay you have a to b these two things need to happen but everything in between it could sort of branch out to somewhere else and it couldn't go into this location this could happen and, and you know you try to make cool stuff happen and so it, it really it really clicked super well for me i think that's just how how it went down interesting it was never like really like a research like oh, i like i like video games but programming not so much so it was just really level design was just i don't know it was easy okay so i've met lighters yeah i met i've met guys that do lighting specifically mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and to hear them talk they seem to have also suggested that their job is primarily uh guidance like their job is kind of to guide players yeah well we actually in a project like sometimes if you don't have a huge army of guys and you're in your team and your project is small the level designer will do the lighting because the lighting is it's sort of the first thing that catches your eye like in a dark room as soon as there's a light that opens naturally you're like Ooh, you're like a, a you know a, a fly to to a light so you you go there and then if if you go to the light and then there's something else next to it then oh you continue that way so it's it's we use it as a sort of a language to to, to show the player where to go because there's a whole, you know, if you if you get lost in an area, that's no good. You don't want the player to spend 20 minutes in a room when he can't, he doesn't know how to get out, unless that's the point of your game. And, and so that's, lighting, that's lighting kind of is one a, of the ways you can tell when a game is um, badly designed, right? Yeah, you get lost and you're like confused. You're like, okay, what what am I supposed to do? The objective is not clear, and you know, you get killed. And you're like, you don't understand why, and so that that's the shitty stuff. But when it goes well, sometimes you don't even notice. You're like, oh yeah, well, I. So if somebody were to ask you, why did you go right here? Why didn't you turn left? He's like, well. I don't know. It just felt it just felt good, and it probably because the 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 wall was a little broken. There was a light there, and there was like debris going that way, and, and maybe there was like there was a line there, like the visual line that went in that direction. Mm -hmm. And so you just you just read it. You, it's like a language yeah. that you don't know, but that you do know. You know, you kind of just right. You just and know. Every game teaches you new mechanics that you can then reuse mm -hmm. again, right? Yes, but at, but the the environment and the way that you navigate a space is 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 almost everybody knows how to do that. If it's if it's there, you know, if it's not like haphazard and just kind of put it's all like, together, it's like making it look easy, like you were saying with the comedian example. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just thing. well, that was like he just spoke to us, you know, and I laughed. <laughs> There's a lot of work that yeah. went into that and that's conversation. What, you know, uh, that's what leads to a lot of guys going like, "I can do this yeah. shit," and then you they bomb out. and it's horrible, and you're like, you feel bad, and it's the worst moment of someone's. But life. at the same time, I feel like if you're a comedian, you're like good. Oh, for sure, for sure. You're like, well, voila, this, this is, you Respect. know. That's why I'm called a comedian. Exactly. That's, that's why, why I, I get a paid. living for this stuff. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I, I guess it even, uh, it just, video games are so philosophical to me on so many levels. I feel like all of the, the, the virtual world, all of the, there's so much philosophy there. There's got to be somebody teaching this stuff from this point of view. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's a lot. I, I'm sure there's a lot of university Courses that start looking at you know player psychology and and you know try to how do you get a player to stick into your game or, or stuff like that. Um, well, just think about like an Assassin's Creed level. Okay. And again, I'm I'm kind of talking my ass here because I don't know what. Well, usually we have it's, it's, it. it's it's 
yeah, it's it's sometimes it's more of a map. There's a world map, and that makes it a bit more difficult than a level because sometimes a level. Well, you're, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's a level over a level over it's, a level. Yeah, over it's a, a level. it's a it's a classic level, but in a whole world. And sometimes you can go into this part or this level from like a bunch of entrances, and we can't. We don't guarantee that you're going to go this way, but we give you a few options. And every you know every window in that building or every door there's sort of that language that's sort of speaking to you. And sometimes it's like, well, you might not want to go through here. And then sometimes there's, there's a light in a window and you're like, oh yeah, that one. And then we're like, okay, 80% of players should probably go for that light. But you hope there's going to be guys that don't because they don't care. And there's guys that will just because it feels, you know, like it, it calls them. You get it just kind of catch as much as you can. Right? Mm -hmm. And you test it and use sort of analytics to see if people are following the cues that you want. Yeah, we have, a, we have an internal test lab. And so... Later on into the into the project, when we hit you know alpha, beta, the later uh, dates, we you know we have like a it's it's an interview room basically. We we have this room with uh, double sided mirrors, and there's a room with guys that are playing that we just bring in for like a whole week to just play the game. Sometimes we make them play something specific, and sometimes it's just some you know just play the game whatever you want to do, just do it. And then we have observers, and then we can come in like if we have time to just look at what's happening and analyze what's what's going on. Just see like oh he went this way, and then oh this guy went this way, or everybody's doing the same thing like well we messed up because that's not what we wanted interesting to do. so it's really like that's that's when you see like oh yeah this is not good but even just making it making your the guy that's sitting next to you test your game or test your little level that you're working on you get like amazing feedback sometimes he's like i didn't get that at all and you're like damn so you huh. go back to the drawing board you're like okay it what? blows your mind a little it just it, sometimes you're like why didn't you see like don't you see that thing that's there like don't you want to touch that he's like no and i'm like you know, but has it you're too close to it yeah also yeah, yeah. for sure for has sure. it I, opened your mind to people outside of your work has it changed your worldview um not so much i do i guess i analyze when i go to the museum or something like that i then i wish i doesn't happen that often <laughs> but like <laughs> something like a museum or even like a theme park they use the same stuff that you we start do. looking at they you start this, seeing the well, how, how you channel people how you get you know not IKEA. not a bottleneck ikea is pretty good i mean they have the maps with the secret passages and all that junk like that's great going there is super fun right. like i like I like actually navigating things. Like today, I didn't have my cell phone. I came to your house and I came out of the metro and I never popped out of the Diliglis metro. And most people have. And I was like, <laughs> and I, you know, I saw it downtown. I'm like, okay, it's got to be this way. And it was just fun to, to like, it was like, you know, I guess it was thrilling, as you can say. Yeah, you it were was fun. pushing back the fog yeah. of war. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, so when I go to like yeah, these, you know, theme parks or anything like that, I, I analyze what, how do they do it or what, what are, where are we going? And you kind of know where you have to go and, you know. Yeah, this is like me watching a movie and going like, like some, suddenly accidentally becoming aware of some technique yep. or camera thing. Going yeah. like, oh, that's interesting. Um, or you imagine the rig that they use to make that shot or something like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or I'll, uh, some, I'll notice if something's really out of the, like just out of left field. Okay. And it didn't mesh properly. Yeah. yeah. Where like you didn't build up to this. You didn't explain this camera movement. <laughs> And then the person next to me is like, what the fuck are you talking I, about? I actually, yeah, sometimes I imagine I imagine the conversation that happens in the editing room or when they re review the movie, they're like, they have to know that that doesn't work. And then some guy says like, yeah, we're not we're not redoing that. Or this is what it's going to be. And Or some guy's like, no, this is what I want it to be. And everybody's like, you're crazy. Like, that's not good. And, you know, what what, what that was, I kind of imagine that. Like, I, I enjoy that. But you can also get really in so deep, right? Editing is like, a, it really is a rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, you're probably the guy that's super close. 
but I'm and, saying you know, that must happen to you sometimes. Um, I've tweaked. I've I've done some micro tweaking on micro moments. In you know, it's like an eight-hour game or nine-hour game, and I'm I'm here tweaking this like five-second event. For like you don't even know what your name is anymore. <laughs> no, but you get you get really into the details and you want it to be perfect. And then you know you tweak it and you replay, you replay, you, you test it, and and then you know you build a version and you play the next day and the timing's completely off. You're like, oh, you know, for yeah. some for some technical reason, like it built different. There's a bit of lag and it ruins what you tried to do. And you're like, okay, well, whatever. You know, the and most, then you then you try to find a solution and you just you patch it and it's you know, it's done. You know, at some point you get. Like but it. sometimes it gets really good and like yeah, every time it's it's like really on cue and you're like this is nice and everybody gets it and they get a reaction when people they're playing and they're kind of the dead, the dead face with the mouth closed and mouth open or, or no, mouth breathing or whatever yeah. and then they get a or like a like oh and you're like yes yes got it that's it, it. That's you it. got the yeah. reaction yeah or something something it's very similar now that to filmmaking that i think about yeah because you know if you if you see someone come out of your editing room and like the 30 30 hours in and they just come out and they just like look at you and you're like, hey man, what's up? Like you're, you, you're not in that mindset at all. Yeah. And they just look at you and they like light a cigarette and they're like, God is dead. <laughs> you're like, what? Yeah. I don't know yeah. what's good anymore. I yeah, <laughs> actually, I yeah. Because you've been looking at that one scene of the yeah. girl getting out of the car for the last six yeah. hours yeah. and you don't know anymore. You you're don't twitching. Know. You're too deep. Yeah, too I have deep. A, I have a pretty good relationship with overtime. Okay. Like a lot of people. You know, in, when you're young, it's it's sort of like you give it your all, so that you know we we burn you juniors. Don't yourself. When you're a junior, like you sort of go at it, and uh-huh. you know you're doing crazy overtime, and everybody's you're like yeah, pounding this, gurus this down. Is what, like I like as a junior, I'm sure I've helped productions make it make it because you know you give that extra effort. And sometimes as you get older, you do less, or you you know you get smarter about the way you work. But there's always a moment where you have to do something, or just you just want to. And I, I have a good relationship with that, and I like that zone that you get in. Like you're tired. But your brain is super focused on like this one thing. Like the second wind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you really and I, I use I, I always put music when I when I do my stuff and it's just it's a it's a weird zone and I really like that that space. I know. And especially I know what you're when I about. when I well, then when you leave work, you're hyped up. It's like midnight and I would just have a, like a resurgence of energy for some reason. And I've been working for like you know whatever thirteen hours and. For some reason, just, you're still going. Like, yeah, you just you're so hyped, you know. Do you, do you ever get that, Richard? Do you ever get? get it feels good to the zone. <laughs> it feels <laughs> good, definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever I'm working, I always put the headphones in too, and you know, get really deep into it. And absolutely, I like Stallone, and uh, you put the arm wrestling one. <laughs> you flip your head around, yeah, <laughs> and it's you. You're going on or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, being on a set one time, and we'd been. It was like 4 a.m. And and my body was like shutting down. Mm, systems. Yeah. I could literally see all the breakers being shut down. And I sat down on the couch and I was like, I can't sleep. I have to keep going. Yeah. And I just put my head back. And no, actually, I went onto the set and I literally lied down on on set next to like okay. a puddle of fake blood and some like <laughs> knocked over stuff. And I just looked at the ceiling and I just stayed. I just let my body kind of recharge for a second. Mm. And then I was like, I don't think I can make it. And uh, the DOP is like, dude, come over here. I'm like, what? What? I can't. He's like, I can't get up. He's like, come on, man. Come on, come on, come on. So I pick myself up. I saunter over there. And then he shows me this idea he's had for like this, this angle for this cool slow down, slow-mo thing. And I'm like, and we just kind of look at each other. We're like, holy shit. Yeah. 
And we had a moment there, and suddenly both of us went into what you described. Yeah, just like overdrive. You just, I don't know. It's and like, it was just it's me like and him, though. So everyone else around us was still really exhausted, <laughs> and, and they didn't get it. And they're just these two guys are just like maniacally smiling at 4 a.m. and be like, let's do this, bitch. Let's do this. You know, and they're all looking at us like, what the fuck? <laughs> they thought we went to maybe do some coke yeah, in the yeah, back right. or something. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that zone. Yeah. That's cool. And it's some of the cooler stuff in, in the late production when usually the overtime really kicks in and it, you really got to, got to get there. And you have all your tools. Like you really like your your production, your thing works well. Your engine is good. You have all the little tweaks and, and little magical levers that you can use. And then you start, you start you know, it's patent kick. So you just put it together in a really neat way. You're like, wow, we just made that. And it goes into the game and you just, you don't tell anybody. And you sort of, it's not an Easter egg, but it's just that little extra thing that you, that wasn't planned. And you just have fun making it. And you're just two guys at a desk, and you're like, "This is this is good. This is good. this moment. Yeah, this is great." Like you're like, "What if we put this? Okay, put this in this, and it makes something really cool." And I don't know. It's when you say make, like you're you're doing this with with design we have, software. We right? have yeah, we have tools. So we have a little scripting engine that we can use, and then that you know you you monitor a trigger, and if the player hits it, then you just trigger some. I don't know. You make a guy run through, and you know try to stab this other guy or something like that. We have a few things that we can uh, that we can sort okay. of manipulate in the game world a little bit. That's crazy. So yeah, so at the end you really have a lot of these little nicks and hooks and you know different handles, and combining them is, is one of the fun things. It's incredible what a what a learning art form this is. You know, essentially um, I knew nothing at first, and I just I just learned. You. They they taught they taught me everything, and essentially most of the stuff was not really. I I was probably the first one, one of the few first ones that was actually learning it because we made it. Some guy like, okay, we need this tool to make this stuff, and okay, this is how it works. All right, this is what we're using, and. It doesn't exist outside of Ubisoft. It's just something that they made, right? And they that's kind what of I developed use. a whole field. Yeah, and then they trained yeah. people in order to fill pretty, that, that well, pretty field. much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because that's the thing. There's no, you know, school for level designers is not a thing. And game design, there's a few programs here and there, but it's you know, it's very obscure. It's not you know, it you don't you don't aspire to be a game designer really. Yeah, when you're a like kid, a you want to make video games, but you don't know you don't know what to put on it as a name. So yeah, it's they needed they needed that that uh, that expert or not the expertise, but at least people like that. Mm -hmm. And with that program, they found a few of us. So. But it's also like I still work with some of the guys that I graduated with. That's cool. Yeah, that's that's really rare mm -hmm. these days, right? Yeah, yeah. well, and we had we, they had a few good ones, I think. You okay? So you're part <laughs> of like a winning class. <laughs> we were the we were the very first ones. That's that's powerful though, yeah. right? Like uh, you're like. It does say something if you're 10 years into a game and, uh, I mean, like a, a scene, and that you're a veteran after a decade, hmm. right? A decade used to mean nothing in the old days, yeah, you know? Yeah, that's true. decade, they were still, like, pushing you around and hazing you at companies, right? Yeah. You're like, well, when, one day, you know? Yeah, you'll get your boots. <laughs> you, you had maybe one or two people that you could push around under, yeah. under you after a decade, but yeah. uh, you weren't certainly not in any kind of veteran position. Yeah. But what I think is also interesting about video games is how it, it really is, like you said, Richard, it's become a realm. It has its history now. It has historians. Yeah. Right? There are scholars now mm. that are not just dorks that with yeah, the Nintendo, studied what happened, Nintendo yeah. power people. These are people that are actually historians. Uh, it itself has a oral or tradition mm. uh, that is, there's like a loyalty to it, a rec like a recognition of it. Uh, one there's example. Like a, there's like a geek, geek chic sort of thing. It's beyond geek. It's it's, it's literally it's a culture too, like in these giant arenas like yeah. it looks like you're watching yeah, like Super Bowl or something games, yeah. yeah Super Bowls yeah but I'm talking about something as simple as okay so when most people were playing the jumping uh, the Mario games and all this other stuff 
I was a role playing head, so okay. D and stuff, D and D and all that mm-hmm. stuff since the age of twelve. So immediately, I became obsessed with any game that would allow you to accessorize yeah. or allow you to like the first time I played a game with one items. of those uh, slots where you could drop a ha- helmet oh, yeah. and a sword, like gauntlet or something like that, had like something like, or classes or that had magic and you know melee and all that. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, those very rudimentary yeah. games. And then the day that like dropping that piece of armor actually changed the appearance yeah. of your character. Mm. Uh, where, where I think That's why you've always liked uh, tailoring your own characters. Always, and stuff. Yeah. always, always, always. I have a huge, yeah. huge. I feel like RPG. I, I could have been a, a designer or a, <laughs> clothes. Have always been. I'm obsessed with clothes and accessories, but yeah. not in a, uh, not from a. Anyway, uh, but my point is that uh, obviously this this steered me towards RPGs, mm-hmm. and I always loved to see how. Okay. You play the first Fallout ever made, right? Mm-hmm. Which was on PC. Great game. Mm-hmm. Broke broke some barriers and all that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they're pretty good. That's a good team. And then the, they were, of course, the new coming of the Wasteland game, which was like text-based almost. I think it came from Wasteland, uh, yeah. which was barely more than a text-based mm-hmm. game. And so whatever. The point is that today, any RPG you play where you can explore a world, if there's a cemetery, the tombstones have the Wild West one-liner joke epitaphs on them. <laughs> yeah, he, right? he, he lived something or yeah, whatever. He yeah, he died from little, 44 yeah. bullets, not one, not less, or whatever, <laughs> right? And that's a tradition that's been passed on from studio to gaming studio to gaming studio so that you know to do that. If there's a graveyard, yeah. A, there's epitaphs. B, you can grave dig. <laughs> That's so. It's a specific thing. Yeah, yeah. So what I think is super interesting is how all these studios, as they come along with brand new people, brand new philosophies, new technology, there's always like this homage paid to yeah. the... To something that you've seen before that is you just kind of rehash it or you yeah. make a remix. That, that goes back to the psychology thing, I guess, is something that you use in the day-to-day. Yeah, I mean, we don't, we don't, I don't, I don't, I won't pretend that we sort of, you know, think about it too much, but you definitely do reflect. Once it's there, you're like, okay, this, you know, this is probably how somebody's going to experience it. And you try to, you know, just angle it in that direction. Yeah. But that's a culture. Yeah. And it, and it actually, we actually do, yeah, we do reference the culture, like not too culture. much because sometimes it can be perceived as a joke. So you, you can mm-hmm. do, you, you know. But it uh, is jokes. It's, it's jokes. Yeah. But the, call, the, 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 the callbacks are yeah. always like, like little <laughs> winks and nudge, right? Yeah. yeah inside yeah. jokes. Yeah. It's all I references mean, we've, to we've, references. We've become, references. like, Assassin's Creed has become sort of a joke for a lot of games that, that make a joke on us. There was right. a Witcher game that basically, uh, which is, like, a very similar type yes. of game. And it, they had a, a haystack in one corner. And, like, there was a, you know, it was sort of spilled over. And there was a guy in a white cloak that was, like, smashed. Like, he had fallen off it and, like, completely <laughs> died. And that's, that's our, we jump into haystacks from really tall buildings, but we survive in our game. And so they just kind of joked at that's us. That's a huge compliment. One guy, yeah, well, that's the thing. We, and it was, you know, it was just a few years after it came out. And we made it, yeah. yeah. Right? I yeah. was on Assassin's Creed 1. That was the first big production that I worked on. I remember the, uh, the was, anticipation for that game. Uh, yeah. yeah. It was not even the regular kind of anticipation where, like, oh, my God, this game's coming. Yeah. People were afraid because it, it was we had not we had not revealed a lot about it yeah. and the whole you know the whole premise that you're in a in a machine and everybody thought that it was more medieval but it was yes. really there was a, a backstory to it that so that my mind that that was really like a nice but hook. I th- people I think did not believe that 
that it was going to look the way it did because and the climbing and all that stuff like that was we now went, every game has climbing now of course now it's a it's, it's a, a, it's but a staple. again what a compliment mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah here you guys were taking a complete chance on a mechanic yeah and now you cannot even make a game without it without putting some aspect of or that some in. kind of yeah some kind of interaction with the building like you can climb something or yeah run around or you yeah can't it's, do it. it's it's yeah it's, it's almost to like do a, a stealth game yeah. where you can do something splinter yeah. uh, cell esque yeah like, these are now the, the go- it, yeah. these are now the 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 the, the greek gods <laughs> of of that culture yeah right they're the myths it's a yeah it's a staple yeah right guess, yeah. so from that standpoint i think that it's incredibly fascinating mm. and uh fucking cool <laughs> and uh you know i can you know i think if timing had been different I think I would have uh, I, w- I would have totally gone towards that uh, that field as well. well. There's a lot of guys from cine- from film that are uh, in, into it. Like they sort of they had they went to film school and they just decided to make video games or right. vice versa. They go back and forth. And sure. One one ag- anecdote that I can say about Assassin's Creed One is that all the climbing, like that sort of that sort of all the system that he climbs on stuff and he his hands go to the right places. That was one guy. One guy. One guy. Was it you? I mean, it's not. <laughs> I mean, it's. Is mainly one guy that designed some genius the who just who just thought about it. He programmed it. He was constantly tweaking it. He would go, you know, long amounts of time without adding any, anything to the build. Like nothing changed, and then he would dump like a huge amount of you know new code and new data, and it like sort of made it th- that much more amazing. You know, and he was like, the one guy, like he a was, mad genius, pretty much. Yeah, you really? can say that. Yeah. Do one, you know this individual? Uh, I've hung out with him a few times. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. can you see it? Can you see the brilliance in him? Like the yeah, he's 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 you know you if you just see him like that in the street or you, you just cross him, you might not you know or even if you talk with him a little bit, you might not come out right away. But uh, yeah, he's you know he's like any I guess genius that you could say he's you know he's pretty different or whatever. That's cool. But it was cool. Yeah. And at first I was like, okay, so I was playing it. I'm like, this is pretty awesome. And I'm like, yeah, it's just what is that dude? It's this guy who's making all this. I'm like, really? Wow, that's amazing. They say he never I was, sleeps. I was, so, <laughs> I was so junior. It was hilarious. Tyler I, when I think stuff. back, it's funny. Anyway, why is it funny? Oh, it's just the the. the I was how much amazed. I was amazed. Yeah, I was just sitting there, and then they they're like, okay, we need you to make this, and I'm like. I have no idea how to make this. And I was using like a new tool that they had just come out with. I, I got there. I got the training real quick. At, as, at the same time as everybody, it was just brand new. And then we were going to make these missions and, you know, the the, the big set piece moments. Okay. And I was tasked. I had, I had a more senior guy with me. So that was he was the guy designing it. He was the mission designer. And I was basically his like assistant or like the, the guy that would just script it. And uh, it, was a, it was a really nice learning process. Did some cool stuff, yeah. That sounds almost like a, a fucking medieval it, apprenticeship. It, it is, it is. In a way, it was, yeah, for with sure. The, because the master, yeah, you just you just learn so much, and then you know you're, you you have a certain amount of knowledge. I mean, you went to school for a year or whatever. They taught you some stuff, but some stuff was totally brand new. I feel like that's a tradition socially that we've lost that mm-hmm. was incredibly valuable. Uh, I mean, I guess it, we lost because it, it probably got corrupted at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, but this idea of like. Um, the master going okay shut up and listen yeah and you write along with someone and then you know because he knows his stuff and if yeah. you just follow what he says it's, it's you're going to be pretty damn good at one point yeah. but yeah you yeah, just you, trust you that, go hunting with the, you trust with that the guy that you're with yeah exactly exactly and then you eventually like at first you're uh, I think maybe guitarists from the 80s like uh, metal guitarists which I'm really into um, uh, Kirk Hammett for instance from Metallica is mm. a really good example so when he started out, he was like a star pupil of Joe Satriani. 
And if you know, if you listen to Satriani, I can't stand it, but it's <laughs> technically like brilliant. Yeah, right. Um, he is a complete clone okay. of him for the first like 10 years. And then what happens is eventually you come into your own and yeah, then you, you start to poke holes in your master's bullshit <laughs> and you then overthrow him. Yeah. Maybe or not. Yeah, it's like that classic story, right? And then you it's pass like, it yeah. on to the next yeah. generation and then yeah, they do somehow, that to yeah. you, right? Yeah. And there yeah. was something and pure they make about it better that. or whatever, yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's something to that. I think the apprenticeship stuff is still alive and well in certain areas and a lot of digital areas. Like in my nine to five, it's the same thing. I think any industry where things change really quickly, the tools change, like you can't just go and get a university it's degree. Like a fr- it's the frontier. It's like a new frontier in a, in a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. You can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you know, like in a lot of ways, if somebody did go to school to learn what you're doing, by the time they graduated, it, it would be out of date to what yeah. you're actually doing. And the, so you kind of have to learn a lot of it on the job. And especially that you have an audience. So the audience changes as well. So you can't just keep giving them the same thing. They're, and they're, they're changing. They're fickle and, and, and demanding well, they, and nasty. Yeah. Well, and well, yeah. Course, and loyal is, and right? loving, yeah. and, but there, I mean, whereas before we were just happy to get games, period. It's true. Now those it's like there's toad, a rabid, those battle tour ga- games were not oh, easy, shit. Mother battle not easy. Battle tour, and you just damn, played them. And right now, I, I think if you you know gave it to some kid or whatever, he'd be like, No, I'm not playing this. Yeah, that, I think I've seen bad. some videos, of yeah, that. of young kids playing older games, and yeah, they're, they're like, This like, is so hard, I can't play this. Can't. Yeah, yeah. it's not like that anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the games they have, they, they can die an unlimited amount of times, yeah. like limited deaths, yes, which was one of the huge problems with Battletoads like you you only had a certain amount of continues it doesn't exist anymore you want they want people to keep playing the games you can just die unlimited just keep coming back keep coming back if it's too hard they'll even let you skip the mission yeah or skip ahead you know forget this part or like tone it down for you to get you to (laughs) pass it or like an in-game purchase in order to like nuke nuke the level that's the thing is uh, like when we play on the PlayStation you know sometimes uh, I play the Lego games which I think are brilliant they're very well made I feel like they're the best thing out Mm. there pound for pound Mm. Um, not in count not you know, excluding your work, which is all top notch. <laughs> yeah. um, Thank you. But yeah, if my son runs into a snag on one of those systems, I'm like, yeah, all right, you know, you chuck it over here. All right, here you go. And then, but I also got him a, we have a Super NES. Okay. Uh, shout out to Ture, who hooked me up with that. <laughs> um, with a bunch of old school games, and I'm all proud to like pass mm. this on to him. And again, yeah. this feeds into my whole theory about the cultural aspect of video games. Where now it's shit that fathers can pass down to their sons. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah that's true. But when he runs into somebody, he's like, "Fuck this level on like Mario World," and I'm like, "Yeah, I hand it over." I'm like, mm, "Wait, yeah," and I'm just falling into the hole, and he's looking at me like, "What's wrong, Dad? <laughs> like, <laughs> why can't you fucking do this anymore?" Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, I'm "Like, come on, hands. You used to know how to do this." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. You know, going back to Mega Man. With Fuck Mega Man. So hard. Like, Mega Ghouls Man X and Ghosts. Game? The biggest, the yeah. hardest, most hardcore game ever. Mm. The Steam games that I've been getting, like the co-op ones, they come back to that some a little bit. Yeah, they become very hard. much. Yeah, because I mean, they don't, they don't really, you know, they don't need to get you to buy something. They just want to give you a, you know, a, a quick good fix. ride for yourself. So yeah, yeah. I mean, so you they can kind go. of continue unlimited mm. a little bit still, but like the the, the challenges there, it's hard, man. Yeah. I played one uh, Tower Towerfall with uh, with Danny. 
Is that the one where you're chasing each other with the swords? No, no, no. That's a different one. <laughs> that was brutal. That's a brutal game. <laughs> a brutal game. What's that one called? Uh, I don't remember. Okay, uh, so you're just knee, running around. Knee, knee dog or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Something that's like that, yeah. Watching it is uh, like you go into a trance. <laughs> but okay, crazy. so Towerfall. You just keep stabbing each other. Like <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with Towerfall? Uh, it's just these, these uh, like very simple levels, like almost like uh, Donkey Kong style levels with all these uh, enemies that show up and you have to like kill all the enemies. You can kind of drop through the bottom, come to the top, like it says, it's like wraparound thing. So it's like a one screen level and all these like ghosts and stuff, like different enemies that work differently come out and try and kill you. And you got a big boss you have to like go after after. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's it really, it's a really hard game. It took us a long time to... Uh, Say, it's still a good feeling when you pass it. It's it's different than finishing a like a game that you struggle but not that much. Yeah. When you really beat like those kind of little games that are that were really getting at you, it's a nice feeling. It's yeah. uh it was such a sense of victory, man. Yeah. We were like we stood up and we're like, you, yeah! you, you rarely you rarely get that. You know? I used to lie to pe- I used to lie to kids and kids used to lie to me about, about finishing about, games. About having fake like having endings. Yeah. yeah. I used to make up that a game had ending, you know, like Stargate. Yeah. The ship lands. <laughs> and the pilot gets out. <laughs> I know this bridge. This place is real, isn't it? Yeah, I cross it every day to get to the college. Never recreate places from your memory. Always imagine new places. Well, you gotta draw from stuff you know, right? Only use details, uh, a, a street lamp or a phone booth, never entire areas. Why not? Because building a dream from your memory is the easiest way to lose your grasp on what's real and what is a dream. Um, what would you say is the biggest sort of thing that's changed since you started in this situation Oof. i mean apart from the technology that would yeah that well for me the tech sort of moved in a in a very linear way because i used i still use almost the same engine that i i used at the beginning we just obviously we improve it but it's uh yeah it's faster it's got more options yeah it's just got more options the result is a bit nicer like you know the the stuff the tech that's in it is different or we tweak some stuff um but in terms of the the landscape like is it escalating is the video game is there like a curve is it or is it like a continual or because clearly the motivation and the driving force from the consumer's perspective is always more graphics what's the next actually more hours of gameplay more options yeah i it's i think it's 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 all of those at the same time, and it's it's some it's some for for some people, and it's it's something for some somebody else. Because the graphics part, I for me that I would, that was never that important to me. Like, sure, it looks nice, but that's at one point if you played it for eight hours, you stop seeing the graphics. I mean, sometimes it's so nice you're like, oh, this is a great you know whatever, but it's not it's not what really draws me personally. And uh, and I think for a lot of people, um, I don't know. I guess. Yeah, it's just it's just they want they want something new. They always want something brand new. So you can't just keep giving them the same thing. Like that's that's not cutting it at all. Um, so like you, that's gonna be hard. Yeah, that's that's one of the challenges. Actually, like why is this one better? And one of the actually one of the things that I that sort of keep me going or whatever. I always want to make a better one. I'm like okay, the one that we finished there is good. Okay, fine, we did it. it you know, sold whatever how many copies. But I, I'm like okay, we can make it better. And I don't like I don't. What's what's better? Is it more intricate? More intricate? It's more of like the either we have it's easier. The production has to be smoother. So because sometimes it's really rocky, and that was like a lot. Of, that was really complicated for like 
no good reason. Like we could have made this easier. So or it was a human organization. It's a, yeah, it's, it's an organization thing. It's a production thing. Like for me, that I care about making you know making a good because a lot of people complain that you know video games is is very demanding and you have to long hours and you know it crushes souls and you come out of there like you're totally ripped apart. For me, that's not the case. I've, I've never really experienced that because I I guess I was able to balance it. You know, I was. Yeah, and you, you know, play, you, right? You, yeah, you I play, play. I play less than I used to play for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I would I, imagine so. Like you spend all <laughs> all day working on video games, like a porn so. star. There's yeah, yeah, you you go home and you a little, keep having ex- sex. A little yeah. exhausted, yeah. a little exhausted, yeah. or a gyne- yeah. gynecologist. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, wow, the plight of gynecologists. Plight of gynecologists. I never thought about that. Right? Oh, that's yeah, that's rough. Like if I see one more vagina, I'm just gonna lose <laughs> my shit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no more vaginas. <laughs> right. No, but for me, it's always we can make it better. Like, it just, just some things that, that, you know, even in the story or in the gameplay, like, we can make better or, you know, we can make better better missions that are even crazier and more impressive than the next than the last one. Um, so that's one thing that keeps me going. Um, it comes down to fun, too. Like, it needs to be more fun to play. Yes, as well. Yeah, but that's the thing. The, the, the fun... Yeah, exa- it has to be brand new because or else if it's same old, you're, you're, even if it's fun, it's not fun enough. Right. that's one thing it's it's a sort of a weird thing like yeah it's great but you know i feel like i've played it before and i don't want more of the same you know if you want more of the same you kind of re- you replay the last game maybe i don't know yeah, yeah you can't happens. come up with the same game but you can see twice as many individual hair follicles on the guy's yeah head, and you that know? you know that's not that's not gonna make it for you either you know if the guy's more detailed and sure but it's you still want more you know it has to be more fun or more wow or whatever right. that's one and thing i think was really good between assassin's creed one and two it was a nice yeah, it was. I, I remember, like that was that was really cool. Well, we, there was a lot of learning from AC One, a lot of uh, AC One, yeah. and you guys, tell. you you and listened to the to, yeah. to the users well, we, too. We, I mean, it's not that we know everything, but we we shipped it. We're like, okay, this is maybe a little bit repetitive. In, yeah, in terms that was of the lead thing. up to things, and so yeah, that was definitely something to fix. Like and the mechanics we, were really cool, but yeah, the, exactly. But the missions but it was were like, really repetitive. There was yeah, there was a loop there that we kind of went made you go through that was a little repetitive. I also, but, I mean, um, I felt like two was also a masterpiece. Yeah, it's it's regarded as 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 like the Khan best situation. one, as yeah. the best for a lot of people. AC two is the best one, um, and there is there's a quote like when at the beginning of the game when you're running with your brother, and that I I was the one working on that mission, and when you're on this church steeple and they say like oh you know may may as time goes on or may it never change us or so let's stay the same and without you know as as we go through life and then there's like you know what's uh, uh, screenshot, screenshots of that. There's wallpapers for your background on your computer, and I'm like, wow, I worked on that. Like, I heard that line like a shitload yeah. of times. I think and, it, it was like a some sort. And the of, whole the whole story really like marked a lot of people. It's the story I think that it was the most the, re, not relatable, but it was the most like epic, the family drama. Yeah, the, it was like the Star the Wars character, of video games. The character Ezio really resonated with a lot of people, and mm-hmm. he he really charmed a lot of people, and he was he was designed to be charming, right? But I guess it's it's hard to predict how loved your character will be. I guess absolutely, it's, it's very difficult, right? Absolutely. I mean, sometimes you write a character, you, like you give him lines, and going to love this character, and everybody hates him, and they like the other guy who's like sort of not your main guy that you worked on. You just yeah. give him some lines, and you know he. Well, this ended is the Simpsons a, thing with Homer and uh, Bart, right? Okay, yeah. Where the originally Bart was supposed was to be the main the guy, yeah, but Homer became the. the yeah. People realized Homer was the guy. Yeah, he was the the crux of the whole show. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but in, in a series, you kind of have that 
benefit of being able to work out the kinks. Yeah, and in a 30-minute thing, you know, you sort of, okay, that, that was, you know, you can sort of shift your episode's focus towards a certain character maybe once, one one way. Yeah. But for for us, you kind of, you or for a movie, like, you go for that character because, you know, they don't see it in pieces. They see right. one whole thing, so you're like, okay, it's going to be this character. Yeah. So AC2 really hit it out of the park with that. When you see cosplay at, at, at conventions and stuff, uh, even though there's always the, the up-to-date guys who yeah. bring out the, the, the bring out the latest outfit or whatever <laughs> there's always you can bet your ass there's like an a, ha, a dozen Ezio yeah. men and women yes yeah, when yeah, you see sure. men and women cosplaying a character yeah. that character banked like <laughs> <Yeah>. went <laughs> like it hit yeah. home you know yeah. Yeah. Connor Connor's quite popular as well the AC3 one the American he? yeah he's he, in the cosplay scene yes I think so yes because he was he was sort of a rebel he's a bit he was not as charming or deep he was as related yeah he was a bit more rougher on the edges and that he had was a cool the, look to him that was yeah the look was cool yeah his yeah. his whole outfit with the tomahawk the tomahawk yeah the was subverted a, the uh, tomahawk was a hit subverted colonial yeah, outfit exactly yeah it was a patriot it was a patriot but like assassin you know like sort of with, right. the, with the hood and but they had the buttons and the, the whole strap i think and that hit the home with the costume yeah it, was, it looked good it, that one actually looked because good. it was like a almost like a, a hybrid steampunk kind of yeah. feel to him um, even though I think what happened, and if in my humble opinion, you know, because what the fuck do I know? But <laughs> speaking strictly as a consumer, I loved AC3 more than most people. Okay, but I think it was a victim of AC2. AC2 was like so good that AC3 just paled in comparison. Well, I mean, in a game that kind of, uh, apart from the story, of course, uh, on a basic level, seems to bank really on the visuals. And the the layout and the landscape, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, I think with and this, there's no way anyone could have seen this coming. Mm. AC two kind of shot the series in its in the foot a bit by setting it in the most visually diverse or interesting incredible area. time in our history. Yeah. yeah. The the Italian Renaissance was. Uh, there's we still can't figure out how the fuck. Yeah. That all of that genius that beauty, yeah. and beauty came out of this one era and this one yeah. concentrated place, yeah. right? Uh, and I think that following it up with a colonial theme. Mm. It's uh, a bit dirtier. It's a bit more, you know, kind of rough. Yeah. It's well, just, I just remember thinking when it was announced, I was like, like why would they go there? <laughs> why would they go there? I, it made, I, from a business end, I understood it. Okay. Because America because had embraced. The, okay. And I felt like Ubisoft, being a French company, mm-hmm. uh, was like, okay, here's our chance to really like uh, hit home with Americans and pay tribute to our our, our fan yeah. base and make it make this like give them one, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and not make it so Eurocentric. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm I'm just theorizing here. It's a it's a good one, but it, yeah, it's not. It wasn't the full intention. Right. It was you know just anyway. Yeah. The, the, what what immediately struck me before I saw this game, obviously, was how can you go from the most like architecturally architecture is a huge deal in these games yes right? it's important yeah. it's super important we we try to stay true have some buildings that were historical and you know, you can climb actual buildings that existed and yes they're replicated and then you know we have actually a, the, the art com- team is you know completely independently really of any video game people i know i i met this uh, guy who has a sound studio he's a, like an old school dude and he took his family on vacation to rome uh and he did the tour? He did like the AC2 he tour? He didn't do the tour. He <laughs> okay. didn't even know what the fuck okay, AC okay, was. Okay. But he's walking with his kids who are like uh, their teens. Yeah. And his That's son normal. starts freaking out. And he's <laughs> like, what? And lo and behold, there's Ezio running along the rooftop of some building oh, shit. nearby. There's some guy in an outfit. And it's not some, some psycho. Like he's some professional dude hmm. 
running along the the rooftop somewhere. Oh, yeah. And it was part of some. It's become a touristic attraction. Wow. They're banking on it, kind of thing. Yeah. That's cool. Which makes sense. That's super cool. Yeah, for sure. Why and not? he was like, and he literally was like, "What is, is this a is this a game?" I'm like, "Dude, that's inc- that's incredible. <laughs> that's a yeah. video game directly impacting on a on yeah. a on a culture, right?" Yeah. So well, some, I think some cool stunt uh, videos too. Some like stunt guys oh, doing so many on, guys doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah doing yeah. like parkour. The parkour, but like with the assassins. Get up, yeah. really elaborate stuff too. Really good. Yeah. 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 And uh, I think a colonial, like going from the most architecturally impressive time yeah. to like, uh, there's only a few buildings and little colonies. It was less. It was less dense. There was more forest. Yeah. It was. It was like a. Yeah. But it also it introduced us to the the, the, the ship, the, the ship yeah. mechanic, yeah. which I think which was a huge hit. Yeah. Yeah. Black Flag, Black, the, which the one which is the full on pirate game was stroke of genius. Was a, a, like at least top three for most people. Yeah. If oh, not yeah, better yeah. than AC2, it really. Uh, it it felt took really, all the parts that everybody really liked from yeah. three. It was the Force Awakens and of the, Assassin's Creed. And the, the, pirate, the pirate fantasy is very strong. And yeah. that's the thing. It's, 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 it immortal. comes down to the imagination again. Yeah. If you if you hook your 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 player or your audience with by, by their imagination, and they almost bring half of the thing with them already without you even showing them anything, that's huge. Completely agree. It's the biggest thing that you can get. Yeah, yeah, and you got to be aware of it, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, Star Wars does the same thing. Star Wars like absolutely. lets you dream about all the planets that maybe are out there, and you're visiting only a few of them, and you're like, wow, they have all these lasers. You know, you can't you, you imagine the rest of the world, and it sort of fills in all this stuff that they don't show or talk about at all. You just kind of you 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 fill in the blanks for them, and that's the best. It's crazy, man. Yeah. It's crazy, and like um, you're absolutely right. Pirates are one of these things that are just immortal. Yeah, mm-hmm. like ninjas. It's a cool fantasy. Yeah, like it's only a matter yeah. of time before Assassin's Creed goes there. Pirates, it's just a matter of time. Indians, no comment. Like, uh, <laughs> no, you don't even have to. It's just it's a no brainer. Well, he's he's almost a ninja. He's already he's, a ninja. He's sort of a ninja, right? So, but feudal Japan is 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 not, or even China is not even like nobody's even wondering whether you guys realize that they're just saying <laughs> yeah. you guys have probably so realized that you're like waiting for the right time to drop that shit. plus the architecture is really cool there too are you kidding me terracotta fucking roofs and <laughs> yeah those pagodas or whatever pagoda yeah. like just just based on a game like uh have you ever played tenchu the yeah other, yeah amazing game yeah it's a really good game and i feel like that has like maybe a a, a sliver of the possibilities yeah that see they had tighter maps they didn't have like a whole world that was yeah like it's very small big, so yeah so you attacked small little locations yeah, yeah. but yeah. the skulking was on point yeah, uh, yeah they had good mechanics yeah. um so yeah no i mean i mean at some point it, is there a fear of oversaturation yeah definitely I mean, there's a there's a there's sort of decisions that are totally out of my hand. Sure. But you 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 sense that maybe it you know it gets a little bit winded sometimes, and if you just come out every year, you it's it's you know it's it's that's the thing you you know um, business versus art. No, what's that saying that you uh, the heart grows fonder with distance or something like that? Yes. You know, like you distance, distance makes the heart. Grow yeah, fonder. exactly. It's it, it's real even for video games for your you know girlfriend anything like it really you gotta starve a little. It, yeah, exactly. And then you come back and you're like, oh yeah, I missed you. And you're like, you know, then it, it doesn't even have to be that amazing. It's just the fact that you missed it that is nice. But I mean, at so, the same time, on a business the, level, it's really hard to explain that to. Uh, a company that's grown into a corporation. Yeah, that you know that the investors are like, well, we need to. What do we see this year? You know, and yeah. like, okay, well, we have this this system. Like, what about? You know, what do you mean you're not speed? making another one? Yeah, exactly. So because it went well last year, like why? You know, why not? I, I, yeah, I don't know if they if they 
I guess they're not interested in finding out if it would be better if we waited or if we re- re- released one every year. Like, oh, I think there's a fear. I don't know. I don't you know. I've never cinema. spoken to our investors personally. So I don't but you know. see it in but cinema. It's a good question. You see it in cinema, like yeah, like, it's like strike while the iron's hot kind of thing. That's their mind, main mentality. It, well, don't let it slip. Don't let people forget. But even then, like people don't forget. They remember. They're like, oh yeah, I like this franchise. I will watch their movie again. But it's so mm. volatile. The, the the creative, artistic, yeah. show business market is so volatile now, where you have uh, these sure things that were put together and have fallen on their face like oh, yeah. hard. Yeah. yeah. For like sure. I'm thinking uh, Disney and Warner Brothers had a really rough round uh, with films like uh, The Lone Ranger, uh, I can't uh, John Carter like. of Mars. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, Tr- Tron. Tron no, was I, a complete it flop. Oh, didn't uh, work. Yeah, it didn't work uh, out. Jupiter. Uh, what's that one with the, the Warshawskis? Tried it again. Um, Jupiter Rising. Mm-hmm. Jupiter Ascending. Ascending. Something, whatever. Oh, yeah. That big J- Chatting Tatum. Oh, like, yeah. That was sci-fi. a bomb. Like, that ruined. That was bad. But on paper, that should have been bank, right? Yeah, I, I guess. So I just think yeah. there's a lot of fear and a mm. lot of uncertainty. And then. The internet has cracked open. Piracy has cracked mm. open. There's all these debates yeah, yeah. going on. So I think once a studio or a company stumbles onto a, something uh, working, a sure thing, mm. uh, I can almost not blame them for the paranoia of like letting it go for a year. They can't do that. Yeah, they can't do that. It's yeah. it's it's madness. Maybe they'll forget it by maybe. Yeah, that's will, the thing. But I but people don't forget that much. They don't. But I mean, if it was good, they don't forget. You know, they'll I don't come know. Back. Yeah. So anyway. that's a good question. Okay, so clearly something like Assassin's Creed has a, a rabid fan base, right? We have a lot a of loyal, fans, yeah. rabid, yep. Yep. dedicated fan base. Mm-hmm. But is that sufficient to make the game a hit, or does it need to have mainstream appeal? Mm, it's a it's a fine balance between how much it costs to make it and how much it's going to sell. Right, because these things have like ridiculous budgets. We now. have a pretty yeah. There's a pretty big budget. Yeah, it's a big machine. Right, mm. and we've got like it's it's essentially it's bigger than a movie. Now. Uh yeah I I don't know what the exact numbers for certain movies are but yeah it's it's at least comparable for sure like the development teams the pre prod phase and marketing it's, it's become marketing being always the the, the big biggest ticket yeah, item yeah, yeah. where all the money gets poured in it yeah it's quite impressive <clears throat> I've, I've heard some numbers being thrown around and it's you know it's always like wow really we're paying that much the TV spots and all that stuff it's uh yeah it adds up it's, it's really ridiculous adds up. Yeah. and I I'll, I'll and it, it's it's key too if you don't mm-hmm. do it. You won't, you won't be seen. Well, they, they won't know that you're coming games. out. Yeah, they, they won't know that you're coming out. And as much as they might like it or that may, they might be fans, they'll miss it if you don't really hammer it home. Like if you don't in, put the machine behind like it. Like the week before it comes out, it needs to. You need to be everywhere, and you really get it. If, if it's crazy, as much as you as you hate, like when a movie comes out and they're like if they're on a TV, all like Furious Seven was nuts there was commercials you couldn't escape it you could oh, not like escape it they're and, interrupting commercials and, to run more commercials and they made a lot of money if they wouldn't have had that much advertising they probably wouldn't have sold that many tickets yeah there's a, like a direct correlation so it's but yeah you can't you clearly can't they're it. not continually pouring millions into it because it doesn't work right yeah not for sure it definitely works and we can't obviously the the quality of the Furious movies is not what's bringing people back in. It's because they can kind of count on this product. It's a, you know it's, a it it's a familiar thing, yeah. 
and you 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 like the characters a little bit, you know, like Vin Diesel and whatever. He's not you know, like acting his brains out, but he's just you know you're like okay, I know it's this like guy. A, I like to see him drive, and there's crazy stunts and there's explosions, and you know you know the, exactly what you're gonna. Yeah, get. you're pretty much yeah. It's a, it's a sure thing, and the, the trailers make it look whatever I don't know interesting, and it's almost it's almost like a joke. You're like oh let's go see the Fast and Furious movie, you know? You're like ah oh, but okay let's do it. It's it's not like a serious and thing, and yeah exactly. No matter how you get that view, you it still counts. Exactly, it's a roller coaster ride. Yeah. In fact, just that's why stunts. they're so on. Un- Concerned when these movies yeah. get panned on like critic critics or whatever. That's fine. Saying, yeah, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, you can yeah. just keep milking out a franchise like that unlimited. Yeah, and also the the, the death probably didn't hurt either. Uh, Paul Walker. Mm. Paul Walker Gore. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, that he, never he died s- on the set of the Art movie, is, and they finished it with his brother or something. Yeah. Yeah. Art yeah. has always benefited from from that sort of Somebody thing. Of course, yeah. Because uh, it's. Um, <clears throat> already actors and uh, directors and things like that are like a, a limited commodity because for me like that movie would not have been on my radar at all but only because everybody was talking about that and yeah. what they were going to do and whether they're going to scrap the movie or how they're is it wrong to to release it after his passing is disrespectful to him and using his brother and then CGIing his face and like well, we had weird. talks about that Posthumous, how, how, yeah, it's a bit ghoulish. Yeah, appearances to prop him up. Like it's like don't bury him yet. <laughs> Use him for the last yeah. scene where he doesn't say anything. Yeah, well, exactly. It's, it's, yeah, initially the conversation yeah. like a puppet <laughs> situation going yeah. on. I That's think what sparked cool. it is we were talking about Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow. If you remember this movie, it rings a bell. But it was like one of the first films completely shot um, and CG. Like all of it, background, everything was CG. Oh, yeah. was it with uh, Jude Law and oh, yeah, okay. Paltrow? Yeah, okay, okay. It was like a old pulp kind of. Yeah, okay. Scar Captain, yeah. like, whatever. And <laughs> there's a scene in it where they get to the the creator, the Oz kind of character. Okay, right. And it's a hologram recom- recomposed Laurence Olivier. Oh, right. So they posthumously like hmm. got the permission to so, paste together a okay. performance by a dead actor. Oh boy, like his his estate gave permission to do that. Yeah, yeah. And while that's a technologically like a oh wow that's really cool yeah. that we can do that like it's kind of creepy. I, I was like I don't know. Mm. Like why him? Right? Like all these actors. Like I can understand why him, but like is that what is that leading to now? Because hmm. once the CG gets good enough, doesn't mean we just like keep. These yeah. actors around. I mean, is Tupac going to go on tour? They put him he, on stage. That's they a did really put him good on stage. point. Yeah, that's a really good point. The would, hologram. Would, would people go see a whole show of Tupac hologram? Well, they have in Japan with like Snoop Dogg coming in here. There is there is yeah. an actual three uh, D full on starlet, show. a non a non existing human being who was a pop star in oh, Japan. Yeah. That like was, an anime character. Yes, that was based on a anime, a Macross Plus. In which, in the futuristic world, there the biggest pop star in the world was a, a, a 3D animated hologram, and of course, leave it to the Japanese to actually like make like, it make it happen, yeah. make it happen for real. <laughs> yeah. So we're there already. Huh. We're there already. The holograms, but a, a like a composed, invented hologram, I can deal with. Yeah. Uh, but like someone who's dead. Yeah. Just drag him out. Mm. And we're just like, uh, like puppet puppeteering, like mm. make, make him dance, make him dance, yeah. make him jump. Uh, I don't want to see a tour because they don't have a say 
at all, right? They, no, it goes right. to their estate, which is all their relatives. Yeah, looking like, this oh, point, we'll give you a bunch of money. By this point, they're great they grandkids. Do, they do nothing. Yeah, they have nothing to, you know. And anyway. I, yeah. and then money is good, probably. But are, is that the future? Like, mm. are we going to see a, a tour with like Nirvana? Yeah. Uh, Bob Marley, Jimi Hendrix, like mm. a hologram tour. It's got to be coming. <laughs> All star. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that and that's chilling. That it's a chilling idea. That would be, be creepy. Yeah. They'd have right. to like work us into it little by little mm. until it didn't appearances. Feel so... It'll it'll keep going. If they start adding appearances, <laughs> then you know it's it's. Well, they just got to work out the litigation. I feel because mm. uh, I think the uh, the guys that did Michael Jackson that yeah. got into a huge huge uh, court. Okay. Because Michael Jackson is such, still a very yeah, yeah. Uh, valuable yeah, yeah. IPO. Mm. So I think once they work that out, if you can maybe license someone's likeness, but then that's wow. chilling. Mm. Although, I mean, if I'm Tupac and and like, what? I just signed here and my progeny and their progeny will go on and on and on and on and can just feed at this trough that Which I is create. pretty, yeah, for him it's kind of, yeah. I guess I'd be like, fuck it. Yeah, sure. Animate the fuck out of him. Nobody's, nobody's really yeah. working. Like it's not even him. It's not his family that's working. It's just other people. That you got nothing to lose, but at the same time, I guess with those guys, maybe they're thinking about like the legacy. You know, yeah. If they're like an actor, it's it's kind of as a spectator that it kind of yeah. It's weird. Is it, is it will people buy it? Because when you go see a show, like the person's actually performing. Like okay, if they're not doing lip sync, but so you actually like okay, he could screw up. He could fall. He, he could say something, you know, off the cuff that would be interesting or something. Yeah. So it's sort of like it's live, right? But if it's pre-recorded, then, what, you know, and it's, it's not intimate in any why, way. Yeah, why would Fucking you go see Andy that? Serkis in the backstage, like... <laughs> Hopping around, doing Tupac in a fucking mocap outfit. We've been. This is a third week now. We've been ragging on Andrew Circus. I don't know why, but we just keep. We were on his case, even though he's like probably like a really cool guy. But we've been busting his balls okay. for three weeks in a row now. <laughs> so I'm just picturing Andy Circus now instead of doing like an ape. He he's he's like pretending to be whatever Tupac, yeah. whatever dead star is in the back. And he's With the bo- like one foot of boxer showing, and you know, pants really low. Right. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think it's. Uh, I guess. I guess this naturally kind of takes us into the realm of uh, the 3D question, right? Because it, again, as an observer purely, it seems like we had uh, there was a mad rush for virtual reality and and 3D mm-hmm. in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, people. Most people have forgotten the the virtual cafes. Remember? Oh yeah! Like people literally forgot it was like a, f- a flash and it was gone. Oh, they they still exist. There's one. There's one here as a curiosity. But, yeah, but they were literally popping up downtown. Yeah, it's right. True. Not everybody had internet. Not everybody had like a computer. Yeah, I remember you, there was one place on St. Catherine that had one of those like sort of booths that you could stand in and yeah. then, like they would put the mask on you or and, and exactly. then you would look around and they had you know PCs that you could go to the internet so, like and it was the, like, like arcade. the fake virtual reality. Yeah, thing. exactly. So but you were like, like in, a, in this search booth, for yeah. it and then it's gone. Mm. And now it's it's back around. on the table. So yeah. is mm-hmm. that that's must have come into conversation in your realm. I mean, for for us, we're definitely not making like a and and you know a version that works with Achilles Rift because it's not even. I mean, it's on the market soon, but people are you know the price is a contention, whatever. So if we didn't we didn't really move into that right away. Um, but, but there must be talks about it. There's talks about it. I mean, there's guys at the studio that have the thing, and you can see them at lunch. Some guys are messing around with Minecraft at lunch, and they they're strapped on, and then you see they're just standing by their desk. It looks eerie. 
It does, when you see it? it like happening and you're like, oh, that, he's plugged in. Like he's in the, ma- this is he's like, in he's in the, ma- he's lost. We've lost him. He's not in our, in our world anymore. It's really weird. Wow. Like you see him, he's not. And then he, or the okay, guys wait, that are, talk more about that. So that he's, I mean, I, I can see guys at their desk. They're playing, you know, cause people play on at lunch or whatever. And they have their, you know, the, the wheel that's tied to the, to the desk. And then they're strapped into the helmet and then they're driving, you know, and they, they start looking around because they're looking left, right. They're looking behind them because that's the point of the virtue. You're in it. So, and then you're like, oh, he's looking around and it, he, but he looks like a crazy person. You feel disconnected to him because his eyes are completely gone. He's just a black bar and it, it, it has it. There's a weird feeling like sure you get used to it. It's not a big deal, but there's a sh- like initial shock. Like, oh, hey, he's not. Like, this is he's, an extreme he's, version he's of the first time hands-free headsets. Yeah, be- I guess. Started appearing and it started looking like people were talking to themselves yeah. on the street in cars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But this is like an extreme. And it's, I think it's the fact that you lose their eyes. I think okay. not having the eyes, Good like, point. like you can say, hey, hey, and then he looks at you right away and then you're, you're, you're back, you're right back there. He is, he, his, you can't see his eyes. He's completely gone. Imagine if you were in the McDonald's, some guy straps in, which they already started doing and they're just there looking around and you know, you're, you're like, he is not with us right now. There's no, like he'd have to yeah. remove the helmet and then he's back. But now I know what he's in, he's my gone. nightmare is going to be about the next Your time kids I are going to be strapped in. And then they'll be Jesus like, you know, Christ. just they're, they're not there with you. And then you have to like, you have to like hit them because they don't see you. They don't see you waving at them. They got I'm their headphones e- on. I'm EMPing my house Their right eyes now. are closed. <laughs> the, the headphones are on. They're like not it's with you. It's a sensory deprivation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, they're, they're literally removed sens- sensory-wise from the real world. Yeah. And that, that, it, looks that, it looks that way. It, yeah. it feels that way. Even if it's not like, you know, what, he's, he's right there. You just tap on the shoulder, he's back. But it, I don't know. There's a there's a visceral reaction to that. So as someone who lives in that world and has seen the tech and knows kind of what the deal is and is privy to conversations about where it's going, uh, is that the end result? Is that where it's all going? Or do you think that st- standard gaming with controller in hand will always be a thing like uh, record players will always be a thing even though the technology has been surpassed? I would say, I mean... I would say that TVs are around for to stay for a bit. I mean, unless you can share they're kind of disappearing. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, they're 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 still around because people use them as computer screens. Yeah, well, you need you, it's it's fun to have a big screen. I don't know, it's just you know sure. small screens. But at one people point are not watching TV. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But the the the, the screen is, is still there to so play games. It's a nice medium. It, the the virtual reality adds a um, it adds a complexity to it that's that's hard to. Um, because it's almost if you're if you're in the thing, then you can't just be sitting down. Because then you, you can look around, you can you know you start moving around in a weird way, and maybe some people are not ready for that. Or yeah, exactly. Some that. some people are not ready for that, and the controls don't fit super well. Because if you're, you know, because you look with the controller now, but if you have to look with your head, then it's it's um. You could. I would imagine you're tired. You you, know, you, you probably good you probably can't go for like this is the thing yeah people game for quite long hours so there's like you know you do a marathon for go play gaming playing a game for three hours is not a big deal a lot of dudes do it like day, nightly and putting that thing on for three hours is uh you know even just your headset for your ears uh-huh. it you know it gets on your nerves Stamina. it has a bit of a pressure point and you know your headset you can take it off and not listen to the music but 
the 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 video you have to see it all the you time. You can't look away. So yeah, you can't just take it off or like remove one eye. It's not going to work. So that is a hurdle for sure. But they they'll they'll reduce the size. It'll become like a small thing. An overlay. It'll still be like it'll be like the guy in Star Trek would. Yeah, uh, it seems like uh, it'll be a little band. And so it'll be light and there'll be you know it'll be airy. So it uh, won't be too bad. Eventually you get that for sure for sure. And but it's still yeah it's still a, a you know a sort of a total immersion thing and it's it's. Okay, if you can look, if you can, if you can always look around where where you where you want, you essentially it means that you'll miss some stuff. Like if we if we if if we tell you you can look around wherever you want all the time, and then we sort of force you to look at something, but you were not looking in that direction, that, that might feel very odd. You know when you do when you do a really hard cut in a movie, it's jarring sometimes if it's not well done. You know if you, if if you're looking at something and then it cuts to something else, like where are we at or what is this? Right. And so if you do that to somebody when he's looking somewhere and then you like totally feed him a brand new image that's that's odd so the way that we do things before like a cutscene that, that starts and we take you somewhere else and we do a cut we move around that's fine but when you're you're supposed to be strapped in in the world you can't really do that anymore you know it, it, it yeah it, it's a it's just a whole different set of rules essentially that movies are not ready for and that video games are also not suma, super right ready now for. in the on the movie end what's going it's on still is, a talk for you guys as well like how about we make a movie with this stuff there's a huge dash now there's a huge like to uh, try to do arms something. race now with uh, the the 360 degree uh cameras yeah uh, it started just like about a year ago yeah uh and there's really a mad rush to be the the, the next the gopro of 360 and I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's a solution. There's probably many solutions. Somebody's gonna find it, and that right. guy is gonna be like a trillionaire. Like, oh, he's like gonna go down in history. But like you, of you, the dude that made it good. You bring up a good point. Well, some guys are already um, uh, trying to make films. Yep. In full with the uh, Oculus Rift films. Yep. Um, which right now is exactly provoking the same kind of reactions you've described where it's just like it's alienating to a to a to a degree where like it's it's a bit too much the language is totally different you can't yeah. use the it's same too much tricks. of a leap mm-hmm. to go it's from sitting in your living room to suddenly being there yeah right um but it's raising all kinds of interesting questions about perspective about um uh, you know when you no longer you lose the ability to direct people's attention yeah. to here there that this and now you have an expectation of being able to look in every direction is it still possible to tell a story yeah what if he misses it what if he misses what it? if he misses it or do you <laughs> then just resolve that problem by as a storyteller zooming out and telling a story from a further place yeah so you become like a bird's eye view kind of thing Right, you're almost like dungeon keeper. Yeah, remember mm-hmm. where you could uh, pick up the yeah. the minion and smack him around and stuff. Yeah. And what you're saying about exhaustion actually is an excellent point because I think maybe the first generation of the Wii kind of proved that point. Mm. Because yeah. when those it's hard to play standing up for like a long amount of time. Right. This is why the Kinect and all these other things are still curiosities, even though it 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 kind of maxed out. Yeah, it, it it kind of maxed up. Even though it's superior in every way to a controller in your hand, in theory, mm. in mm. theory, yeah. If if it if it detected super well, if it you know, right, read if the it was room, pushed, it was no, perfect. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. So sure. the point, and I remember seeing a video on on Verge uh, about this. Uh, these have these brilliant little two minute tech videos about mm. speculation on the future of technology, and it made this really good point about how we assume that we advance 
according to how sophisticated we can push technology, when in fact the true rudder the, or the true uh, indication of advancement, what we really follow is what our comfort level is with yeah. technologies. Yeah. The example they gave was with Star Trek, where we have the communicators, right? Where yeah. they just, boop, 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 and they tap. can immediately talk to each other from planet to ship, whatever. And he's like, well, we basically have the technology to reproduce this, but we don't want it because who the fuck wants someone to ping them without it ringing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> who the hell it's would want to be walking down the street? Yeah. It goes, boop, boop, I mean, and for, if you start like, talking. Yeah. If you're like a team or like a SWAT team, sure. Yeah, it's right. like a military. But thing. in a in a civilian situation, you're like, no, no, I, no, no. I, I'm going to answer when I want to. You don't get to barge into whatever I'm doing. Exactly. It's mm-hmm. a reason why the away button is almost on on everybody's sort of yeah. uh, uh, online status, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you never truly, and not only that, but when you do put busy or working, uh, now you've added a sort of sexiness to it because <laughs> now people are going to be like, does this person care enough about me to respond even if I'm pinging them during the busy time, right? Yeah. So like there are the basically how technology is, is at the at the end of the day still prone to our vices mm-hmm. and our the basic like the comforts. basic yeah the basic uh, what you know what you're comfortable with right and so high tech is not necessarily what we always want mm, yeah, exactly right yeah there's like the we're like still human at the at the core we didn't we didn't evolve I mean that much more we didn't change that much more sure yeah there's some constants there but it's the constant duality of still realizing and constantly coming back to the flesh bag <laughs> the, the, the flesh bags that we are but at the same time constantly trying to transcend our mortal shells we try to advance no matter like you know you just got try. some people try, want to innovate it's just it's, yeah it's like even our, on it's themselves again, plastic yeah. surgery yeah. Uh, uh sex changes etc like these these to me are all fashion these to me are all uh various expressions of humans feeling like they've outgrown their animal bodies yeah. mm. and like we don't want to smell anymore we don't want to poop anymore yeah. we don't want to have to deal with the banalities of in our fantasies we've cut out bathrooms we've cut out um all the boring stuff and we just get to the the we want to be these stuff. cool biological uh, super creatures or whatever. I mean, maybe I'm getting. Too <laughs> I'd like. I'd like to have a HUD personally. A HUD. A HUD. Like a, a, HUD. a heads up display. Oh yeah. With like you know your water level, uh, what do you need to eat or what what's missing in your diet? I'd have a like nervous that. breakdown. Like mm-hmm. you know your your energy level. Like okay, <laughs> should you do more exercise? Are you done for the day? Like they have those little those rest rest sure. slits, but I need more details. That's so if they can give me that. Coming, I'd, be, I'd be super hyped. That like, wouldn't wouldn't fuck with you. Nah. I mean, if it really gives you information that you want to know, I'm like, okay, sure. I'll yeah, do it. but then that gets into like augmented reality. And yeah. That's yeah. just going to be like paid for by marketers. Oh, yeah, for sure. Then, well, then it's like these companies now yeah. that you can send away like a, a swab. You swab your mouth and you can send it your away. Your DNA or whatever. And they're going to give you one of those Gattaca style breakdowns yeah. of your well, percentages. That, yeah, that I don't know. Really do you really want that info? No, I don't, I don't want that. I mean, that, mm. to me, I don't care about that too much. Right. Know. But I feel like that HUD thing you described is kind of like a real time version of that. I like stats. You do, don't <laughs> you? Yeah, I like, like real-time stats. Like, I, I don't know. Biofeedback I get a, I get a kick out. Yeah, I get a kick out of that. It is kind of cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I do admit uh, there is something to it. I mean... Going back to the, the augmented reality stuff, I saw the... Uh, there's like a treadmill, like a multi-directional treadmill. Yes, that goes to, along with the tech, the, the, the Oculus Rift. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, cool. Yeah. To allow you to move and like, walk in any direction. That's but, how stay you move. St- but stay still, yeah. 
imagine like the the days when like people who are like is just like gamers who are a lot like super jacked from playing because they play like five hours a day and they just and did they're like, run, like they're sprinting oh my god yeah, they're sprinting all day yeah, yeah, yeah and you're like how did you get to be such a like huge beefcake Assassin's Creed 12 <laughs> <Your legs are laughs> yeah exactly bro I've been and you have to jump like, I'm yeah. crushing I mean, you it. have to jump yeah, I've been climbing shit. buildings all day <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> I feel like that's the trend that's the barrier there yeah and I'm not trying to reinforce the stereotype of the <laughs> overweight gamer here but I feel like a slouchy kind of belly scratchy junk foodie kind of that, that kind of comes hand in hand with the gaming Right. the gaming world right yeah and <laughs> yeah there's i don't know it's just it's because you're essentially because you're idle because you're sitting on your couch for a little bit the and, little but the vicarious it cre- part it creates right? a, yeah and you know being kind of a bit of a disgusting cheeto mess and and living vicariously through some superhero but is that part of the escapism is that part of the trance that allows you to kind of go into these other worlds like if you have to be physically active and aware at all times can you still kind of zone out? That's and a great question. Get into that world. That's a great question. Like it's almost you're, what you're suggesting. If I understand correctly, is like almost being the further you are away physically, and right. and and lifestyle wise from the character you're playing, the more compelling it is. Yeah, and also like the the movie theater effect that you were talking to me about at some point. Well, you know, just the fact that you kind of escape from your body. And that the lights go off, and like the first thing that yeah. people do when the lights come back on is kind of look around at their body, like they've gotten, yeah. they've come back to their physical. I think being exhausted is not good for escapism, right? <laughs> like physical, like you have to focus on. Okay, I gotta lift my arm, lift my legs, gotta move, keep moving, and like, your heart's moving, and right. you're, you know, you're, you're, you're exhausted. Like Skyrim, and you have a hard time focusing. So Skyrim yeah, is probably not really. That. It doesn't lend itself too well to to immersing yourself in a space, yeah. even if you're really walking in it. When if you're exhausted, I don't think you'll be there. So what about games where instead of asking you to fully go into the virtual world, there are people messing with augmented reality games, right? Where um, uh, they're like running around the city with uh, um, with overlays, or maybe I just invented um, this. There's got to be I someone doing can't, this. Can't. Uh, well, I don't know. The Google Glass thing didn't go so well, so yeah, I don't know what they would be using for that. See, there's a perfect example of something that technologically makes sense, but well, yeah, but they, as humans, the, the we controls didn't. were super crazy. I mean, you 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 essentially have to be able to control it with your brain, like the, the sketch where he's like swinging his head back trying to change the page and all that. Like you know, like a seizure. You know, that's not practical. Nobody and some legalities also came up, right? Um, yes, maybe. I don't know. Well, how far and all. Because uh, like there were stories about like uh, dude just going to a theater. Oh, yeah, he records it. Yeah, on. yeah, true. It was off. Yeah, no. Nope. And then like he gets Some dragged out. A bar. You essentially have a camera pointed at people all the time, and yeah, people get squeamish for sure at that. At well, just I that would idea. I would be. I'd be like, like are you recording? Vision. Like, stop that. Yeah. And you can't. You can't tell. I mean, there's no light. There's just. You yeah. just he at least the phone. You gotta on. like creep you it got, out. Well, you're lifting it up. It's some. It's sort of in somebody's face. There, you take a secret picture. He's probably gonna see the picture. And so yeah, it's yeah. It's, you're it's, walking around with fucking spy gear. Yeah, essentially, yeah. And the early adopters were a little douchey. Let's be honest. Oh they called God. them the uh, glass holes. Fire in Fire in the glass hole. <laughs> fire in your glass hole. Would they call them glass holes? They yeah, called them glass true. holes. Yeah, like there was, was like a, a t- 
like a tight knit group of people who are like we're, we're part of the future yeah, they, like, bought it, they bought into it really early <coughs> early adopters and stuff. i'm so yeah. glad that it failed now because of that particular fra- uh, th- that those they guys were really uppity about it too and they would walk into a bar and then people were like take those off and they're like, <laughs> i can do what i want I'm not recording you yeah. while they're actually recording them. Yeah. And then they post it up later and just show how they were being victimized. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Another victimized uh, right. subculture. Yeah. Yeah. It was it's part a, of the Well, yeah. It, 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 it starts the discussion of what's going to happen when people are augmented. You right. know, like we're already having trouble, you know, dealing with other cultures that are other humans. And now they're like, oh, humans with, you know, one metallic armor. They're De- faster. And, kind of sta- yeah. Yeah. It pokes at that idea. Yeah, for right? sure. It's, it, well, it. It's it's definitely going to create a divide. You'll be like, well, you're not you're not one of us. So if you're not one of us, then what the heck are what you? What does it mean to be human? Yeah, it's like going around all day with your phone camera, filming people. Like they're going to have a problem with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know? So yeah, there's there's minimum one guy, and I feel like it had to be a guy that was rushed to the emergency with like a pair of Google glasses in his ass. <laughs> like <laughs> somebody <laughs> like you, yeah. took him off and yeah. put him up there. Be like, yo, here you go. Glass hole. Film this. <laughs> sure. And there's always people who are going to want to do these like, modification stuff. And, uh, you know, on some level, it's, it's kind of cool. I think it's inevitable that we're going to merge with technology at, at some level. Yeah. I mean, there's already people who are implanting, like, magnets right under their skin. Yeah. It's begun. And there's people who will volunteer for this stuff. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, what was it? Uh, um, I mean, this is where now we get into, like, William Gibson, uh uh, sci-fi author well, who did all the cyberpunk stuff like he tackled all the stuff in the 80s yeah it's already said people have written stuff they, they've already pretty much explained what's going to happen and you can take some of those books and you're like yeah it's probably going to go down like it this it seems like it's and just it's around very, the corner very very plausible yeah and like, like that uh, makes sense. J- Johnny Mnemonic right which mm-hmm. was a Philip K. Dick short story um I feel like memory enhancers and or memory storage and things like that. That seems like it's it's got to be somewhere. But then it okay. So here's a very easy example of this: Oscar Pistorius. Yeah, the right? guy with the two legs that wanted to run runner. with the with whatever. Okay, the non-disabled athletes. Yeah, and, and he made the times. He he quali- he he well, he he qualified. Well, I personally. He shouldn't run with other people that are not disabled. Well, the Olympic Commission agrees with you. Yeah, but because he 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 could have an advantage. Well, it could is, it could quickly become an advantage, well, and then what? Is, like he's going to crush everybody that's not doesn't have two blades. Instead, but this of, is what I'm saying is that I mean, here, think about how crazy that is. You've gone from being monumentally disabled, yeah, to being superhuman what? in one generation. Mm. Well, for that particular task. Like right, that, that leg is better at running straight line, straight line. in a straight yeah. line. Yeah, but like uh, I've know. talked to somebody who has uh, hearing aids, really good quality ones. Okay, and he sometimes ha- he's like, "Fuck, I gotta," uh, and he like he tweets Does he it. Hear really far. Uh, like he can further... hear conversations at other tables sometimes, uh, yeah. or he'll intercept cell phone uh, mm. uh, signals and yeah, shit yeah. like that. And I'm like, right now, that's just like a, a defect. Yeah, it's just a side, yeah, side effect or something. But, but what happens to that guy once somebody starts purposing that tech? Yeah, you focus your your hearing on like a conversation over there or something like that. Like, okay, well, let's let's just not even the privacy issues mm-hmm. of it. But now you're looking for a sound engineer, <laughs> and you've got a guy who's just got really good meat ears. 
I just seeing it. <laughs> meat. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, I'm using like sci-fi <laughs> language here. No, like <clears throat> but he's got good meat ear, meat meat ears, mm. and now he and I'm seeing like okay, next step is, uh, hi doc, uh, I'm here for I chop need, my I leg to, meat yeah. meat legs off because uh, I want a couple of uh, you know eye legs yeah or whatever yeah we're it's, now going to see people amputating themselves we're going to robocop ourselves yeah <laughs> to stay competitive yeah that's yeah that ain't yeah. right that ain't is right. that where is that's going yeah i i definitely would it definitely would is there gonna yeah. be a bit It'll of a horror a separate show? category there'll be men's women's and augment i end i i like yeah. cyborg i identify games. as cyborg yeah you know, that that's gonna be a thing yeah. right yeah yeah um but i mean i guess maybe change no. your name to t1000 or whatever I do not. I don't <laughs> answer to my slave name That's anymore. Not, yeah, exactly. I am X one X X whatever. I mean, clearly we're getting silly, but uh, there's precedent to this kind of thing happening. I think that, I don't think it's that silly. I think it's definitely something that's going to happen. And even if you don't do it, even if you're you're um, enough of a conservative enough, let's say, to say like I'm not letting anybody fucking chop my shit off. Like fuck you. No, no, no. Yeah. I was born this way. I'm going to die this way. Yeah. Uh, that's all great until you can't get a job. Yeah, right. Because Bobby has <laughs> hands a are fast, cyber nose. fast enough or something. Yeah, <laughs> he has a cyber nose, and now he can smell eight million things mm. instead of six thousand or whatever. So mm. these are definitely interesting questions. I think. Yeah. That uh, you need to answer this this moment, Eric. <laughs> What's the answer? Tell us. Tell us the answer. Mm, cool, don't man. chop off your legs, kids. So, <laughs> don't chop off your, keep your legs. This is the talk you're going to have with your kids now, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Instead of like, don't do really? drugs, stay in you're school. gay? Hunter, you do not want a new right leg. Your right leg is fine. Wait, 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 but dad, you promised. <laughs> you said if I got an A, I could get the new T-series. <laughs> God damn it. All right, all right. I just want him to shut the fuck up. Let's go get him the other leg. But, <laughs> like, it just gets twisted. Yeah. And we also have a, a Do you want a plot leg? A you film. want a wheel? You want like a tank tracks? <laughs> this is a film that, that it just we just wrote. Yeah. This is a Pretty film much. that needs to be it made could be, right yeah, now. Somebody needs to make this. Yeah. Um, so that's really crazy. Okay, so listen. I mean, we've uh, you've been more than generous with your uh, with your time and and uh, addressing these questions that are probably like really mundane to you at this point. <laughs> no, um, I, I, I like talking about video games. Clearly, like you're passionate space, about that. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, but uh, what so having all this insight into the video game world like what other things are you excited about like what other things are you passionate about um well like you said you like fashion yes. i i like fashion i like sneakers in general like okay. sneakers is a big thing for me oh yeah that's right and sports ones. sports in general i i, I dig any like specific playing sports or main, mainly basketball like yeah. i don't watch a, a bunch of sports on tv but i like doing physical activity like when i was growing up it was you know sports and sneakers and you play you still play yeah, i still play basketball okay yeah and do you know what it is about basketball? Is it related to? Um, it's a it's a mix. Like you can play by yourself, which is really great. Uh, and then when you just just playing, like it's something that you're good at. So obviously you get a you get a leg up on you know the other sports. Like some sports, if you're not good, you don't care or a too cyber much leg up on yeah. Sport. Yeah, might, maybe. Sorry, <laughs> he's on what more duty today. <laughs> but what's it's, interesting, what you're saying, uh, um, if you don't if you don't mind me interrupting just for a second, yeah, sure. is. I think what we have in common is, uh, and perhaps all three of us have in common, is we all kind of do jobs or are interested in sort of long-term payoff way down the road kind of things. Yeah, like right? a project. Yeah, yeah. Proje We're project guys. Yeah. At the end right? of the day, maybe you don't have anything or it's, it's going to come out later. You got to stay excited for yeah, yeah, yeah. a yeah. prolonged amount of time, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think because of that, 
you've got Richard who likes your straightforward uh, 16-bit style indie game that just gives you the, like the punk, 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 yeah. punk, punk. Like it gives you the straight dope. You yeah. can just jam, <laughs> right? You've got your basketball where it's like none of the complexities are there. Yeah, it's just you just kinda, grab that fucking ball, yeah. put on the sneakers, hit the court, yeah. right? Yeah. And then I've got a bunch of shit back there too that I'm trying to find as I guess instant gratification. Yeah, it's it's you like yeah, it pick doesn't? up and pick up and play. I, I I recently started playing in a in like rec league, like a basketball rec league, and and there it's a I guess or guys that play hockey like in a winter league, whatever. You get that really like people. I guess men they need to compete yeah. and we we don't have that outlet anymore that much in like civilized life or like at work or it's, it's sort of you got to be nice and all that but it's not when well it's, seen anymore right yeah well you people get aggressive you know and it's like and you re, it really comes out like in, in any kind of competitive thing like it really pops out and, and sometimes you're really surprised that people that look just nice they really get ugly you know and I, that's crazy like it's it's in everybody and it really it's it's surprising and sometimes it really shocked me when i started playing i was like oh yeah this is this gets real pretty quick uh, right. just a few a few jabs you don't even need to say much you just kind of do a few things and they the don't like it like they, light, they get, like lights you up yeah and it's it's nobody's getting paid and uh, nothing's on the line really but uh, yeah they just they still get heated it may be may, uh, have something to do with with males particularly too because there's that instinct to to fight that testosterone. Yeah, there's a, there's a, like a, yeah. Like why the, those, those rams that fucking smash into each other yeah. on the rock face. Us, us versus them. Uh, it's a, it's, it's still, it's still there. Yep. As much as we've sort of suppressed it and moved it to the side or it's not necessary to, to live your daily life. It, it's, it's in there. It's cool, cool to have an outlet for that though. Yeah, for sure. I'm yeah. for sure for some, for some people it's, it's good. More than ever. If they, if they hold that stuff in, it's going to blow up at one point. Like, yeah. Just play. Just just listen to people on on multiplayer games <laughs> and the venom that comes out of those <laughs> people. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's true. Because unfortunately, it's it, it's, uh, uh, it's a vic- the vic- any vicarious outlet will inadvertently a- appeal to a segment of the population that's disenfranchised or disempowered or or socially feels socially disadvantaged. Right. Yep. So um, and then it creates monsters. Yeah. Right. I think it's a little different on the basketball court, though. Like you're not anonymous. Yeah, and that's right. So it adds that there's that thing. But some people, you know, they get into your face and they get really mad. I had a. It was a league that it's 35 and up. Like I'm okay. not that old, but whatever. They don't check your ID. And there's a there was a dude who looked really old. Like he looked like a maybe a grandfather or something like that. And he shoved me like, and I was like, oh, grandpa got, got mad. And yeah. you know, like you just you naturally go at it. Was, this the old is, fire. This guy was super old, and I was just like, wow, this is crazy. And it was really cool. Like I don't know, it was it was shocking, but it was really fun at the same time. That's cool, man. It's uh, it's, it's it's really in everybody. We're we're both big out. fans, I think of of um, uh, I think more now than ever with all this tech and all this civilization and all these synthetic things around us. There's something really great about something raw, like that purity. Like, yeah, yeah. Like going to paint a house yeah. or an apartment, even though you might have some high paying job somewhere. Do we, something we, and I do that sometimes. And, yeah. mm-hmm. We just we'll just paint this apartment. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the simplest thing, but we started at this hour. When it was done, the place was painted. Yeah, and like that we beer, did something. that beer tastes good. Yeah, yeah you know, that sense of accomplishment, fixing stuff or like doing woodwork or something like that. There's like I 
I don't do it very often. I already have tools or anything. But whenever I had the chance before, or you do it with your dad or something. It something was, tangible. It was really cool. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I like mainly about my job is to you build something. You really have to you do something that comes out. Like all those shop classes or art classes in, in school was always Legos, man. like super good for me. Fucking just, Legos. Yeah. People still, I just think people still, you know, they, they still buy. I have a lot of friends who still buy Legos. They build them and yeah. it's not Coloring books. Yeah. Adult coloring books. Yeah, that was that's pretty shocking. I was right? really super surprised about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just reintroduced to Legos because obviously I have kids. Yeah. And then it came the question like, what do I get my kids today? You know, you got to do a bit of that like sorting and filtering. Mm-hmm. And then Legos, I was like, no question. Yeah. And then suddenly I realized this is also brilliant because it's a perfect generational I mean, tool. like a bridge. Not, yeah, bridge. You could yeah, sit exactly. down yeah, three yeah. generations around a bucket of yeah. Legos and nobody feels like they have to get off their... Yeah, they, don't, they, they can't say, I don't get it. Everyone's there. Yeah, you get it. You totally get it. I mean, the kid maybe is just like... (laughs) I was telling my girlfriend today, judging by the state of the Legos, because I sometimes go through them, (laughs) my sons apparently are running some sort of Saudi Arabian-style theocracy (laughs) in their Lego world, because... All the hands are pulled off. The characters. <laughs> There's punishment. There's yeah. punishment. Severe, severe punishments. <laughs> They're running some sort of autocratic, like the uh, totalitarian regime over their Legos. Uh. But I cannot name a single game, a single toy uh, like Lego. Stood the test of time. That immediately appeals mm. to a uh, uh, like a Caltech, MIT super genius down to the plumbing guy or, or whatever yeah. a three-year-old mm. or anybody just like yeah. sit down a bunch of people around legos and your mind just goes yeah i yeah. think it, i think that's uh, well the coloring books is is sort of an the same thing as a video game you basically they have you know there's walls that you have to respect and then what you decide to do within the box well it's your choice so Fuck, you either deep, you either kill a guy or you stealth by him so it's red or it's blue, whatever, and you're but you draw within the lines, and at the end, you know, you finish the game and you you made this picture, and it. the colors is your colors. So you your path is your colors. Fuck that's so deep. I, that, for me instantly, I'm like, oh yeah, I get it. Okay, I see why people want to color because it's just something that gives you boundaries, but a lot of freedom in the middle. And you could just you could not even you could just paint over retardedly over the the, the, the yeah. thing. It doesn't matter, but that's still what you decided to do. You know. So yeah. it's yeah. There's a meditation, I think. Yeah, but also yeah. it's like you just do something and you, you, you're you doing it, you're thinking about it, but you're not really thinking about it. You're thinking about something else because it's so, you know, your brain is super strong. You could do you could do this and something else at the yeah. same time. So Yeah, I was just telling Richard today, man, like uh, my son is at that age now where he's starting to socialize by himself. He's six years old and he's starting to, to carve out his own. Goes up to strangers kind of thing. Well, I mean, in, within his school. Okay. He's in kindergarten, but uh, it's like kind of an alternative school. So they're already oh, reading, yeah, they're writing, him. and yeah, doing yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, I I, snoop in sometimes and I just watch. And I don't let him know I'm there right away. Yeah. And I watch the way he interacts with people. <laughs> and like he was like playing chess today, uh, which I thought was really cool. And he's in, he's interested in games. Okay. Like Connect Four. and yeah. yeah. And, and that's shaping his mind and mm. all that stuff. So I think more than ever, this brings us back to like video games and stuff. Like I guess that's an ultimate exp- games are somehow like really crucial. I think. Yeah, it, the word game, it, like sports, is a game. Yeah, it's just you play. You know, with your body, you play with your head a lot, but the the body thing kicks in. But then when you just when you remove the physical part of it, and it's just you know it comes down to your arm moving or your your fingers moving. It your brain is really still stim- super stimulated, yeah. and that's the key to it. So it. 
Down to like like waiting in the bus stop on a snowy day, and you've got some time to kill, and you're just with your foot, you're crushing the snow into a shape on the yeah. ground. Like it seems like that's how we meditate. Yeah, that's how humans. You do like a simple task. You just kind of draw and like you just scribble. You're on your and, phone and, talking, yeah. and you just like start scribbling, yeah. Yeah. Oh, drawing yeah. images and things. Like, oh man, I I feel like we've tent, this is a huge topic. Yeah, I know. This and is the, and it's. It's so it's so it's so visceral or basic. Everybody does this. Yeah. Like you, I mean, some people maybe they say I've never scribbled. You know, sure, whatever. You never scribbled. No, they but do something. Like ninety-five percent of people, they've done it in some kind of way. You know, some kind of yeah, some kind of and version if of you, that. And again, like we're gonna we're gonna have to have you back, obviously, uh, because I feel like th- this has been super fucking cool, <laughs> as I thought it would be. But uh, very quickly, if we talk about like people when they get their freedoms taken away. Yeah. like incarcerated people mm. how they you keep they keep themselves sane by inventing little games yeah. and singing and just like setting up little things like it seems like it's incredibly linked to our sanity yeah playing harmonica playing harmonica like the guy we saw walking down the street today we just randomly saw a guy like oh yeah we, we yeah. were hoping it was you uh, no. and you were kind of announcing your <laughs> arrival <My> arrival yeah. <laughs> i actually i like, i'm not a musician I, I've never, I don't really play instruments but i are you guys uh, i dabble dabble well do you think about other stuff when you play your instrument is it like when you get meditative? to a point where you're like sort of good enough that you're just playing a song but or any kind of tune but you're really thinking about something else Okay, I think I know what you mean. Like, can you? Is that the same kind of thing? Is it a sort of a scribble? Like uh, you have to give it all you. You know, I don't know. If you get to a certain point, you're really good, and you just sort of you're, it you're comes playing. Automatic it's all a bit. Yeah, it's exactly. You just don't have to think about it anymore. So you, your brain can start doing something else while you're playing music. Yeah, that's that's like an interesting process, and and, and you got to watch it. And I guess it depends. Like riffing, you got to riff. I guess it's what um, riffing is. Yeah. Right. Like you, it's the reason guys like will warm up uh, when in fact they don't really need to warm up. <laughs> Maybe you need a couple of like you play a few scales or whatever, but uh, a lot of guys like to like get into the groove because you go there mentally. Okay. Almost in the like putting on the going into that world in your mind, yeah. accessing those things. But uh, my creative process is not like I'm not a good multitasker. Like if I'm doing anything creative, you know, it could be writing, it could be sculpting, it could be. Uh, playing a musical instrument, like I'm all about that that thing. Okay, you know, like I'm fully immersed in in that. They say men men tend to be predisposed to that. Yeah, I we're single task uh, beings. Yeah, or that it's not that we can do multiple, but we tend to kind of mentally. Yeah. It's actually a human being thing. Is that a human being? Yeah, thing? It was, it, that's kind of like one of those like you only use ten percent of it's your brain. Myth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Myth. Yeah, apparently just human beings are really not good at doing more than one thing at the same okay. time, generally. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but they always say that women can, though, but men don't, or can't, or don't, whatever. But yeah. women, like, you could have, you know, your girlfriend's doing her homework, watching TV, chatting at the same time, and you're like, how are you, how are you doing this? Like, I, you know, if, if I'm at my desk and I'm working and somebody asks me a question, I'm, I'm like taken away for a second. When I sit back at my desk, it takes me like... You got to get back in there. I'm like, oh, shit, what I was doing. And then, okay, five minutes and you just, you get back into you it and go then under. it ramps up and then you're there again. But it, don't stop that. Like, don't, don't in, interrupt me or else it's, it's over. So I can't, I can't like, you know, turn my head and then come back too, too often. It's no, it's no good for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like, uh, 
uh, this is we're getting into dangerous territory here, speculating of how women do things. <laughs> no, but I think most <laughs> most women will say that yeah, they they multitask. That is definitely a popular notion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard they a lot feel of comfortable say with that. that. They're like, yeah, I can do multiple uh, things. With that. You've heard of the nothing box? They say they yeah, said that the yeah. nothing box, yeah, which I, I thought was a cool theory. Yeah, how like. Uh, they equated male and female thinking to like what a storage room would be like in a man's head and a woman's head. And they were saying how women's brains tend to be networked mm-hmm. so they can quickly jump between subjects, whereas men have like dedicated departments. Okay. And once they're in there, you can't fucking in there. <laughs> in there. Yeah, you gotta the kind of drag them closed, out. Yeah. And then they're like, well, okay. And there's also something in there in the men's uh, storage room called a nothing box. Yeah. Where we just go to this place, and it's the place where you are when like your your woman gets mad at you because she's been talking to you about <laughs> for like ten minutes, and you're like, "What?" Yeah, and it's, or they're like, "What?" Like penny for your thoughts. I'm like, "Nothing." Yeah, I nothing. Was, I wasn't there thinking was about it. Was really she's like, nothing. "That's impossible." Yeah, you, you, exactly. You have exactly. to be thinking about something, right? Yeah, because that's how her brain trouble. works. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, but that it, in fact it is like a, it's like almost like a snooze, not a snooze, like a, a, a hibernation mode. Hmm. Yeah, it's a repair mode. <laughs> Yeah, and maybe you you are sorting through files or doing something, but like if you if you try to grasp onto exactly what you were thinking about at that moment, nah. But it, it's it's like very not, it's not, obvious. It's not lying. No, <laughs> it's <true>. nothing. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it, exactly, and then it it leads to some people to think that it's uh, that's intel like it's stupidity based, and that's where the jokes come from. Yeah. The guys, you're either stupid or you're not yeah. being honest. You don't care. Yeah, right. That's you, it. We've all been there. Oh, you were thinking about your ex-girlfriend, right? Yeah. <laughs> you don't just—you just don't care what I go through, and you're like, yeah. um, I literally was offline there, yeah, and yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe I don't care. <laughs> no, okay, abort, abort. Okay, we're definitely getting into dangerous Listen, territory. Uh, Eric, man, uh, huge. Explain to us about women. <laughs> uh, before you go, just before you just go, quickly. Love you, Dommy. Thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. We we also love you, Dom. Uh, and uh, we're gonna get the other side of the story when you when you come on. That's right, sure, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that motherfucker. <laughs> Listen, man, it's been a really, really, really huge, huge. Uh, like I feel like an asshole even cutting this da- down, but we got to end the yeah, show at cool. some point. Sometimes it's too long. But you got to come back, and like we said sure. to all of our uh, guests, you know, kind of the if any pressure w- there was, it's gone now in terms of having to uh, talk about yourself too much. So, like, you can just come back and shoot the shit with us (laughs) next time. Sure. And then not be all on you, you know. But I'm glad that we did sort of uh, take you to task a little bit because everything you've had to say has been super It lifts the veil on the video game industry. No, but you're an interesting fucking guy. Well, thank you. Like, uh, video games are interesting, but I I just, I think, I really dig your perspective. And, I, I mean, I feel like we could go on and on and on. We just don't have Joe Rogan's uh, uh, <laughs> popularity, whereas he can command uh, uh, it's, it's on a, people's attention Easily. for, the, yeah, for that amount of time. Stam- we don't have his stamina. Hmm. Yep. Maybe it'd be interesting at some point to even get get someone in here that's maybe on the psychological, uh, scientific side of things. Yeah. With, yeah. with cognitive this and that. Yeah. And have you guys riff and see where I you... could get our the dude who is running the playtest lab. Really? Yeah. Are you, just, are you no, just? I'm just saying. I could get you're name dropping, or are you going to bring this? He lives in Saint Henri, I think. Would he be down? Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're gonna we're gonna hold you to that. Okay. Cool. Wicked. But either way, you're welcome back to this table, even if you just want to sit in the back and go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on, on a podcast. Open some beer cans. Open some beer cans. Uh, yeah. Anytime you're welcome. 
Thank you. Cool. If you enjoy the Fire in a Hole podcast, um, there's just a couple of really easy ways to make sure that we keep putting them out. Um, and you know, how can they do that, Richard? Just uh, subscribe on iTunes, uh, leave us a review if you can, and, and rate, and that's the best way you can help out. Yeah, yeah leave, please feel free to leave comments uh, and to interact with us. Uh, every time you do, uh, if you make your uh, presence felt, it raises the visibility and the, uh, the presence of our show. And uh, we love doing these shows, and if you love them, let us know how you feel. Thanks a lot for listening, guys. Butterfly in the sky. Come on! I can go twice as high. Let's get it on. Take a look. Nigga. In a book. My nigga. Reading around.